Just for the Get Fresh crew. You review the books, get shaved and dirty looks. Now that wrong town just say poo-poo. Poo-poo. You loud and proud. We're the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, where each week we bring you the best show on the go. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Moore. And this is episode number 253. 253? You're down with me, Eric. You end up having this if you are not part of the Patreon. We have been gone for a couple weeks, so welcome back to us and you. It is a meeting of the minds once again, and we are the official and official podcast of the WeirdScienceDCComics.com website, and you can also find us on Twitter at WeirdScienceDC. You can go and give us reviews on the iTunes and the plays and all those things, and also we have a Patreon account. Uh, obviously, I just mentioned that we were Patreon only yeah. last week, so if you want to go over and check out the stuff there, it is Patreon.com slash weird science we have a bunch of things including what we always end up doing is the spotlight podcast which has two books uh we don't just do the dc deal but obviously that is what we will point out here and i'm saying this because i forget what they were eric and i'm trying to load it up do you remember this one what we talked about shazam and, king the legion shazam of and the legion of superheroes so you ended up having that infected king shazam deal and then also the legion of superheroes two pretty big issues that's pretty cool. I don't know if we're talking about them. Number ones, but were they number two? Oh, don't worry, you didn't say Eric. much. Number twos. Yeah, I, I'm sure I said plenty. <laughs> None of it made sense uh, because I have not been feeling well because of the stupid medicine, but it seems to be figured out a little better now. Though I say that every time they change it. So I ended up getting mine. I told you I was heading off to go get it. They're back to the extended release. That did work out, but took me months to try to convince them that that's what I needed them to do. And they finally did. So and now you're just going to abuse goes. this. No, it's that I have to remember just to take it at lunchtime when I used to. It's very easy, this one. It's one a day. You know, one a day uh-huh. plus iron. It is. Eric, and I, extra I, I just, what I need later I on just in the day. Doing, I don't have any extra now. They're all gone. So I can't do that. No, I didn't need it with that. It's when I ended up taking the ones where they're like, well, you take the 10 here and the 15 there. But if it's three hours and you need another one, you got the emergency one here. That's how Manship does it. He ends up having like three prescriptions, one being the emergency uh, version well, of it. He's got to go out there and, and play just, some disc golf. He needs all the energy no, he, he can does. get. Uh, he's got broken ribs, Eric. He ain't playing no disc golf. Look how much he's, energy uh, he has. He, he has so much energy. He went out and got his ribs broken. He's like, yeah, really. He ended up going up a ladder that didn't work out for him. And he, he said to me the other day, yeah, I don't want to get my ribs broken. They end up saying the uh, deal. He's like, I don't usually sleep on my back anyway, but I end up on my stomach and it hurt. I'm like, these ribs are both. We, we talked about this on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you got ribs all over the place. Getting, you're, not, you're not getting away from your ribs here. No. And so he's having problems. He wakes up in the middle of the night, a lot of ribs hurting. He Screaming the, you know, like usual. And the, yeah, this really. time he doesn't Screaming, like it. yelling, and this isn't for uh, good things. But yeah, he's ending up, though, happy because I think maybe as we're recording right now, he's at the Tool concert. And, and I asked him. Oh, hey, the old Tool concert. And I, I said, it would be funny to me if do you call, if you're a fan of Tool, do you just call where the tools? Is that what you say? Because that's what it seems like. He ended up paying a lot of money for the tickets and I, he said that he can't really like cheer that much because of these broken ribs so this unfortunately doesn't seem like one of those sitting down kind of concerts for whatever reason just because it's too whatever know. it is so I'm like I, what, I what are you gonna do the music it was very different than what i, I thought it was gonna years. be 
No, I'm saying I, I listened to the tool and it didn't seem like something that you're going to be jumping around that much to. I don't think you, you're nodding your head, you're pointing a little, you're giving the thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, like tapping that. your toe. Like, yeah, all right. This ain't no Taylor Swift concert where you got, you know, costume changes and everybody's jumping around. The, the, the whole stage is swimming around and nonsense and you're spinning and stuff. And then you, you're buying light sticks and you're waving them and you're yelling to her. You know, it's not like that. You know, like I oh. like, and that's how I I picture any sort of Taylor Swift concert. And then she looks at me, I give her the finger. She writes a song about it the next day. Eric, there, there's you go. I'm just perpetuating the greatness that is Tay Tay by giving her the finger and upsetting her. Listen to too but, much Tay Tay. Yeah, I do. I was listening to a lot. Tanya was watching a lot of videos and and like interviews and things like that. <laughs> Tanya and, and, was. And I would rather, that's what I call my alter ego that watches Tay-Tay. I, I'd rather listen to her and watch her in concert. When she starts doing interviews, I, I do start getting a little annoyed by her. Because it's she's off to one direction now. Yeah, she's too darn happy. You know, and too like, I, I'd be happy too. If I was writing these songs and making that money, maybe I wouldn't be, but still. Yeah, and then I went off to One Direction. I went from Tay-Tay to Noel Gallagher off to One Direction. Stayed on One Direction for a while. I was telling you about all the fun that I was having with One Direction. Uh, but there you go. I'm an old man, Eric. I shouldn't be doing these things. I I, sh- I, I, I might be on a list. What's that? You know what list that is? The list of everybody who loves One Direction. That's a list I don't mind being on. Ah, uh, but here we go. Eric, that leads to another list that I love trying to come up with any sort Megan's of uh, you know, deal. <laughs> That's why it's the only way I can actually see your name in print, asshole. <laughs> that is the badass, badass list, the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep boop. Beep boop. There we go, Eric. Light up. I know you want to, but you won't because you're, you're respectful to your neighbors. Day. They're not respectful to you, Eric. I heard screaming. I don't the smoke Ellens. in the house. I'm just saying this. I'm trying to make you be a nice guy. I know you like to go out there in the cold, do some Eric thinking time, sit there and yeah. wonder, ponder uh, the thoughts of the world. What is the meaning? The, the weight, <laughs> the weight of the world on your shoulders. You ain't a strong I'm guy. Like Atlas. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's the thing. With the ponderance, Atlas. Jesus Christ, that you you have the stamina of a 90-year-old. I've seen you. And the sweat glands of a much larger fella is what you got. I'm so sweaty <laughs> so right now. You're out there. Oh, I imagine. You go out to smoke just to get out and go into the cold weather so that you only sweat a little. You're the only guy who would actually walk out into 20-degree weather and sweat. I don't understand it. It's 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 completely disgusting. I can't help it. I'm trying to go so far over the top. Just the idea that I make this a joke, but there is one artist that some people like, some people don't, that probably still can't get that sweat off his hands. He's out sweat. He's yelling to himself. That would be the man's guy for Eric when you shook his hand. Yeah, you shook his hand, got sweat all over him. I think that that day he changed. You changed the man. That sweat infected him. That sweat. You have crazy ideas. You are part. They don't need batarangs. They don't need a serum. They need you going around and shaking hands. Cyberfrank. Here we go. We're going to now do the badass roll call. All right, Eric, you would think all that that talk, I'd be right to it and learn my lesson. I don't Uh learn my lesson. We got Rob Lewis, Bird Al Akachuk, 
Dalton Edom. We have Christian Folds, Ken Halleck, Lady Abby, John Jack, Nick Adams, Mark Jagger, T Funk, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja. We got Batman Beyond Mark right there. Eric G. David Fink. Manship. We got him and his broken ribs there cheering on the tool. And I don't mean Eric in a race or anything. We got Brandy Murray, oh. Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, Ben Townsend, Admiral Whiskers. We got ourselves off the page, Eric. I am screwed. I didn't do nothing. I am completely I screwed here. Wait. I am going to. Oh, wait. I'm back. <laughs> have, He's I back, have? baby. Admiral Whiskers, Forrest Pauly. I'm hitting now that this will repeat. I got Tony Walton, Joey Bear, Costco, Joseph Watchsick, Comic Boom, Rocky, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Carlos, Ian Job. We got Brian King, my man Pete from NYC, Polly P, Polly Seller Dweller. I don't know what's going on, Eric. This whole thing Polly seems this thing seems to be playing tricks with me's minds. We have Luis. You would think that's over, Eric. It has only begun. You got Ulysses yeah. Jones, Hakeem, Double A Run. How can this possibly be a perk on the Patreon? Me reading these names. Simon, Swanee, Anthony G. I'm now depressed. Missy T, Lone Wolf, Marv Wolfman. Marv's Wolf and Ruben. There you go. Now I'm depressed. I can't even do that right. Tanya's right. I'm I don't. depressed. Because Ta- Tanya's right overall. I can't do anything right. That's what she told me the other no, day. No, just this. No, no. It seems to be everything. I, I now realize. Oh, there's a lot of I things now, probably, but this is I one now of them. admit. It's funny, too. What happened is I ended up going down, and I wanted to scroll down, but I was using more of the gripper. Then actually the scroll bar at the side. So I go to use the gripper. <laughs> and the gripper is one of those ju- freaking old people things. Yeah. <laughs> to I was get using a jar. my gripper. I got the gripper there and I'm going up there to get the spaghetti sauce. And then it fell down on me, hit me in the head and went up my ass. That's the story. I'm sticking with it is what the old guy says at the emergency room. Where the, why is the marinara sauce up your ass? ass. Uh, you know, it's like it's one of them animals. No, 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 sir. You got to take it out of the bottle first. Oh, that's what happens. Oh, bottle. Well. It's a jar, oh, well. Jim. How are you putting that in your pooper? Really? Yeah, jar. Yeah. Oh, my. I must have been a jar. How's how's that there, emergency room person? Uh, (laughs) With this there, now you can see how well that medicine is working, Eric. It seems now, because it's extended release, it's kicking in now at 11.15. I took the shit at one. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, what was happening? I went to use the gripper. And old Joseph Wojcik, he ended up getting his own page because <laughs> it ended up loading up his deal. And if I miss somebody, I apologize because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But there you go. Perks, Eric. That's what you get. That's what you get. You get to be part of that train wreck. Uh, but that is the end of that. That's the end of our intro. We got a bunch of books to bitch and moan about coming up. So, you know, there's always that. So we'll go off right now and talk some books. Welcome to Sexy Time with Coffee Hunter. Today, you'll be hearing a scene from Action Comics number 593. Big Barda is a warrior trained on the planet Apocalypse, but who now lives on Earth with her husband, Scott Free, who is the superhero Mr. Miracle. While walking through the city of Metropolis, Barda takes a wrong turn into the worst neighborhood in the city. 
when she chases a purse snatcher who steals her bag. She pursues him into the sewer, where the villain known as Sleaze gets hold of the Mega Rod in her bag and uses it to control her. Barda becomes a slave of Sleaze, who sells a videotape of her performing erotic dances. When Sleaze gets control of Superman, Sleaze takes it to the next level and begins filming a porno between Barda and Superman. Mr. Miracle tracks down his wife, and while looking down through a skylight, sees her and Superman on a bed in an embrace. Barda with Superman? What's going on here? That video camera suggests this is where that other tape of Barda was made. But who's the little guy in the hat? He's no earthling, that's for sure. No good wondering about it, Scott. Things are about to go too far down there. And there's no longer a point in being subtle. Cut. That's a wrap, people. That's going to set the mode for tonight because uh, here we are with a bunch of books, not a ton. Um, we're going to have a couple sections of a couple books each. See if we can get out of here without losing our minds. Uh, there's just, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on with these books anymore. Half the things I read, I get infuriated. Other all things, well, all the, the other ones are like, well, it's not as bad. I am falling into the trap that I try not to. With. Well, that, that's a shit sandwich at least I can stomach and, and things like that. So uh, I think I am ready for 5G. I don't even care what the hell it brings. Uh, these people yelling and screaming about 5G, I don't know what they're reading right now. Uh, because I do see some reviews, golden age, uh, everybody thinks, and that's what makes me laugh. And I said this to you at one point, the idea that you're like, oh man, you know, they're going to reboot all this, but yet they're giving 10 out of 10s. They must be really confused about what's going on and why DC would want to reboot. They're why just would like, you why? change the Yeah, why are they changing this right stuff? And now with this, what a bold I'm, I'm, move. I mean, yeah, they're on top and they're doing this. Oh my. Let's see if it works out for them in the long run. 
Yeah, and the, the thing is, the top ten uh, books just came out. Uh, the sales just came out. They don't have the numbers yet. The numbers will come out earlier next week. Uh, probably while you're reading or listening to this, you'll end up having the numbers if you want to go and look at them. And DC has one book in the top ten of what ends up being the That's best. So good. It ends up being the best month of comics in three years, and one of like top three of the last ten. And yet DC has one book. Now you can say, but Jim, it's because the strength is in the middle and all that. And I'm like, ah, the top 10 means a lot and not having more than one book. And that book was the uh, Joker year of the villain. So it wasn't even, you know, a monthly hey, book John or Carpet things like it. that. So yeah, that ended up being the like number five book, everything else, Marvel one image, which was the old spawn. Uh, so we're going to be going into one, these. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be going into these books and again, I, I hate to be, you know, negative Nancy here. I hate to be somebody who, you know, we're, we're doing a show because we love then these don't books. Be, Jim. Well, that's the thing. I, I'm not going to pretend and though so people will listen. And I, I just know that DC doing this and us being honest, it's killing us. It, it ends up where people, you know, why do you want to listen to a, a show that bad mouse the thing you love? Well, it's because it's not good right now, but not everything's awful. As you'll see, and there's just, you know, a lot of craziness and things going on. But we're going to start with the Justice League. And it is, uh, it was at least something I could stomach. We have Justice League number 35, <laughs> written by Scott Snyder and James Tyne in the fourth, art by Francis Manipal, Hi-Fi, and Tom Napolitano. If you're hoping that things might look a bit better for our heroes this week, you'll be disappointed. The shit is hitting the fan big time as Perpetua asked the multiverse to show us what you got. And that leads to the destruction of Earth-19. <laughs> And it's ye oh, no. old gaslit inhabitants. Show us what you got. Ye. Yeah, really. Oh, well, why mess with ye here? Uh, and and I do like the idea. <laughs> before I get back to my blurb here, I do like the idea. Though I thought it would have been spelled out a little more, even though her trash talking does. But I wish it would have really been spelled out, like how many planets, uh, how many Earths didn't side with Doom, and kind of get an idea of that. But we'll see. Uh, with Doom dominating, Perpetual goes full Bill Belichick and lays out her plan to stay on top, and that is cheat. While I'd like to get a glimmer of hope on one of these issues for our main heroes, we are getting answers and some progress. And because of that, I thought this issue rebounded a bit from the last couple uh, that I've been a bit down on. And this ended up feeling big. Yes, it is big in a forced way where you have Perpetua end up taking care of the gaslit earth. But you needed something like that. You needed to see what, what it would mean. When she does get this power and you see it and then Earth by as gaslight. An, yeah, Come really. On. They just snuffed out the <laughs> gaslight. Better better turn off the light. We hardly knew you. Good night, funny Earth. Uh, you end up where <laughs> you have the deal. And I, I also like is as this is going down, uh, it has to be guy kid running. Yeah, mama, where'd you go? He's yelling. Don't look back. Batman yells like, why? What happened to my mama? Uh, but with that all going down, I do like the idea that she just destroys the multiverse. That means something. I mean, it is gaslit, but it still is. The this universe, wasn't one of those. Multiverse. No, the, the Earth, I mean. But you, you, the thing yeah. is about this is you could have been hokey and thrown in some odd one of those unnamed things or something that was just made, you know, something stupid or a dark multiverse. You could have showed her go to like earth minus 52 you you know earth minus 730 because really all you're doing is trying to show 
the powers, yes, but not just that, actually. It's to show that there are going to be stakes here. You want here, her to and, do the work of a lousy, dark multiverse dragon? Yeah, well, That's I'm telling you. you well, the thing is, though, they are living now, and that would have been a thing to kind of stick it to the Batman of Laughs and even Barbados who we see here chained up. But uh, you, you get the thing where you're supposed to be led to believe. Not only, hey, oh, my God, Perpetual wasn't just talking shit. She is powerful. And then when she even says, I'm hardly any of my powers yet. And you're like, oh, my. See, she just destroyed an earth and it's hardly her power set yet uh, but you're supposed to no, be led that there's like that's like left out there yeah but she said that she's barely the the power that she's gonna end up getting once it ends up doing. Left. yeah but that's still not the whole thing i mean they're, they're still saying it and you're supposed to get the idea that there's stakes here and uh you know it's earth 19 but you know he is destroying things that <laughs> are you still is, like, have things that happen on there imagine? so if it would have been an Earth 3 or something like that, where it just keeps having more like, you know, even Scott Snyder shows us Earth 3 seeing the doom symbol in the sky for this one. You know, uh, Brian Michael Bendis has brought Earth 3 back for the Young Justice for what they're doing. It makes no sense. <laughs> out of nowhere, just destroy Earth 3 to say, all right, we've, we're done with this one again. We've freaking killed off this crime syndicate. And, and here's the deal I want to tell you. He says, she says, all... But a fraction has been returned to me, but she seems yeah. like she's there's still some, you know what I mean? She's not full powered yet, but yeah. So go on with that, but go on. I was just looking at that. No, I'm just saying that it would have been funny to me the idea that we have to share the stakes of an Earth 19, a gaslight Earth, which, you know, it's cool to go and visit that thing every now and again, but it's not one of those Earths that really stand out in my mind. Like, I don't care about Earth 19, so that goes down. Like, all right, but it would have been funny in my mind if an Earth 3 just like, here's Earth 3 again, destroyed. I'm like, wow. That would have been the one to really side with Doom. I don't know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. And so you're going to have this whole thing where they end up at the beginning. You know, there's these bums. And what what else do they have to do but make signs and and complain? And I I love the idea. And it actually brought something up in my mind that they're not going to play with. But I thought would be something is the idea. You have these bums. And I mean, I'm telling you, they're homeless guys outside of the Hall of Justice. The one guy looks like he is buried in just newspapers from the first picture where he's like, I don't think they're going to see that, man. What are you doing outside the Hall of It almost looks like it's snow. He's just buried under papers and shit. So he's like, no, no, I don't care. I'm going to show him like Luther was right. And then the doom symbol comes up and everybody starts screaming and yelling, which you could say leads to more doom, but they are yelling out for the Justice League to help them then. And I thought that was a little odd little twist there that you could say that once that symbol goes up, these people could end up thinking to themselves, whoa, 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 doom sucks. And so, but you're led to believe like, what is what the deal? About? Doom's but, giving us this awesome light show in the sky. And yeah, the they don't like it. Do they're running, they're running for their <laughs> cover and saying, please, do you hear this? You know, please to help us. And you're like, you know, well, is that going to be that? Then they don't get help, and then they go to Doom. There's this weird deal back and forth. And what would turn a tide of a planet here? And what would happen if Earth ended up just deciding, eh, Luther's an asshole, let's go. How How is the shift? Destroyed. How does it work? And things like that, because it almost seems like it's a set thing now. I, I, because you end up going and destroying Earth-19 Instead of going and demanding that they change, uh, you know, be, and I realize it's just there to show us their stakes and things like that. But you end up having Luther, whose big deal is going forward that they're going to make planets. And then when the planets come up, 
you know, Luther will go and just pretty much bring them the doom and destroy them. Why wouldn't you just do that way to Earth 19? It just seemed weird to just be the thing to show that Perpetua has this power well, we instead get away of trying from the to turn the judge deal. This point. It's like, all right, we got to go over here. Like, there's still a bunch of Earths in this multiverse left. We're going to destroy all these ones. So we're going to rearrange the whole idea. But when she does say that she destroyed Earth-19 and there's only 51 worlds left, it's a weird thing though because Scott Snyder did do at the end of Metal where he had the ape Earth going, we're the 53rd Earth. And at yeah. one point, I, thought I think they, they were like, lying. I, the whole th- <laughs> I think <laughs> they were making it lied. up. I think they were just, just making like, it up. When they They're came apes. out of there, what, I had an idea in my head where there was a like, you know, they said the 52 worlds of the multiverse, because we had Earth zero, I always thought that was like Earth 52, but you know, there aren't 52 Earths in this whole thing. I mean, 53 Earths, because I went and then this week, I went and counted that goddamn multiversal guidebook map. And I'm like, yeah. all right, there are 52 worlds in this whole thing like this. So I have no idea what this 53rd Earth was from metal or where it came from or what happened to it now. But like, yeah. do we have to change our maps? Well, and now we have the 51. What will be the, cause it always seems like it does need need that 52 type of deal so will there be one that they end up making and that'll be something we can play around with who knows uh but the monkey one no that's gone they were they were lying those guys they were bananas eric so you end up here though you have a couple things going on um that I like enough. You see that Kamandi had a lot of time on his hands uh, after the Great Disaster, where he read books about what disaster what meant. What's Kamandi doing here? I don't the know. The idea that he's going to tell the entire Justice League, Justice and Society, and the DC One Million Holy team here, where moly. he's just hanging out. You know what, guys? Once looked up what disaster meant. You know, it comes from two actual words. I'm like, they are hanging on his every word oh, yeah. as he talks about Bated the Great breath. I'm like. What are you guys doing? I love it you too because just yeah. Oh my god! One million. Somebody's like, mm, "What's with him?" I, you know, I don't want to be mean, but they're they're letting him talk just because they feel bad for him. He doesn't have shoes <laughs> or a shirt. Get him a shoes and shirt. And even at, no if you service. look at if you look at the the deal, no dice, dude. You end up looking at uh, Jaro, and he's like looking out the side of us, and he's like, oh, "This is this idiot over here." I can read his mind. Believe me, there's not much to read. Uh, but you end up having Superman you know, say, "You know that." Dis means bad, and yeah. Aster means star. So yeah. come together. It's a bad yeah. star, Jim. Yeah. That's what I, disaster I, I means. I want Wildcat to say, you know what you should do? Kiss Dis Aster, you, you idiot. Now get the hell out of here and get a haircut, asshole. You end up where Superman's sitting there, and he's like, oh, man, that, that symbol up there. I mean, I'm looking at it with my X-ray vision, and I, I can't even say what I see. I'm like, no, no, you just aren't going to say it. And, and so he's like, all right, this means we got to go win this war. And then Batman's like, no, no, no. This means we got to go pick up the pieces. We got to go and get Kendra. We got to go get Shane because we're pretty sure that Starman's dead, which we saw he was squished. And I like the idea that Batman still is trying to lie to everyone. He's trying to put the brave face on. He's like, you know, we'll, we'll go. We'll get him so we can come back and, you know, have some fun and all. And Charles like, no, no, no. You're thinking to say goodbye, daddy. And the shut up, Jaro. And then they're going to go. But Superman, it's, it's a nice little thing to show that Superman always is positive and mostly wrong. And, and so he wants <laughs> to go off to do this. And that's where this is where, like you said, shit has hit the fan. And they are deciding, are we going to go get, you know, are we going to assist or save or rescue, grab bodies? We don't know. And that's where Kamani, though, just sits there. Disaster. Do you know what that means? Can we put him back in a bottle for Christ's sake? I'm trying to hear this fucking boy. 
I'm like, you know what? You, you're you the great disaster. You last well, boy. You're going to be the last boy in this room, asswipe. It already looks like it's end times where the stress league is screwed up. They're like, all right, look. And when they're going to go try to find Kendra and Shane and stuff like that, they don't even know how bad it's been fucked because they still don't plan on giving the piece of the totality to the freaking well, you know, Superman the, the seems monitor, to be. The I think Batman already realized four, it ain't happening. Well, because he's like, it, we got to go give mean? the totality to the Brothers 3 here. I'm like, you don't even know about anti-monitor at this point. Things are no. like, you are not going to catch up to how bad things are for you right now yeah no and shane will fill him in as we get to the deal um but yeah they're they're sitting there but batman just seems like i said batman's just like we just gotta go get we got to get kendra and shane and figure out what is happening because that's still out there and yeah superman though thinks everything's fine we have the shards let's go batman's like you see that out there i don't think that in the sky means that the war's still going on i think we lost and uh, so they end up trying to look at what the symbol. They about? end up that's going, been going on for weeks in the comic books. It's been yeah, fine. really. I know for months. Uh, they end up well, really, because Batman's just coming off of the out of city of Bane, and yeah. he's too busy doing nonsense, ripping off shirts and, and punching people. And only Bullock saw that and started dancing and singing. Uh, so you end up where they end up going to like, let's go get Miss Martian. Let's get everybody all hands on deck. Miss Martian just plays off as Obi Wan. It's as if a million voices yelled out in an instant. I mean, it's and almost you know what? exact. I like to know that the Titans are still out there doing Titan stuff, Jim. There's my boy Kyle Rayner just hanging out there while Miss Martian has yeah. a nosebleed. Yeah, in my he's eye. just there. So he's there to make sure she has it. I think that might even be Beast Boy. They're rocking back and forth on the side there, it looks like. He's having some problems. <laughs> and, you know, man. and Game Raven's over. there. I, yeah, that's all he's doing. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know if that was the whole multiverse or, or a planet, Alderaan. I don't know it, but it's it smelled castlet, though. And then Raven's like, I, I felt it too with my empathy. They're like, Look, are you just trying Shut to jump up, in here, Raven? Shut your mouth. We don't need you with there. Uh, but I, I, I like this dialogue. I actually like, you know, what's going on, except the fact that it's all shit hitting the fan. You never get a, any bit of light. You're not going to really get it here oh, no, either. No, but knowing that there is a plan and seeing, you know, Perpetual actually come out and do something and actually you know, spell out her plan that is cheating, which makes sense for and all that. I like that. You end up then with the idea, are we just seeing this symbol? Are they seeing it all around? In fact, it's bigger than even what they would imagine because it's not just on Earth. It's multiversal. Oh, yeah. uh, you start out with Earth and, and then you get stuff like all of a sudden you see Catman. What's Catman you know, doing? Stuff, like, why do we got to go I, to Kansas City and fucking see what Catman's doing with the symbol he, above he his head? He's in the, he thinks he's in the live action Lion King over here. I mean, really, he's just <laughs> sitting in the middle of the pride. Uh, just there, the idea but it was of kind of everything cool that we're dealing with, like the idea there's Batwoman, Green Arrow, Black Canary, the Marvel family. You know, Bobo and Swamp Thing, which kind of feels weird because Swamp Thing shouldn't be around at this point. But and then we just like we even yeah. like you know maybe Rocket Reds in Russia. That's fine. But all right, let's go and see yeah, what Catman's okay. up to in Tanzania. I'm like, yeah, is Catman going to become the next Catman. big thing for five G? Maybe, <laughs> maybe there's Catman. He's there, and I, I just even when we you can the, only... like, the, the Ghost Sector and the Polaris system with you know like the yeah. Shire and the Hawks and stuff like that. The Guardians, the Dark Mode, all of this for the most part feels kind of big, except for Catman. <laughs> I know Catman. I just think that he's just going to come in to the deal just so him and Wildcat can be together for a second. Uh, but yeah, you even have like there is some good synergy with Philadelphia where you do have uh, Freddie and Mary, and not you know Billy. And she yeah. even says we got to 
find Billy. I think that that was pretty cool. That's a pretty cool little tie-in to what's happening with the infected, that this would be when he has disappeared and they haven't seen him, even though in that one shot that we did on the Patreon daily, he seems to be still doing dishes and stuff while he's dead, but whatever. <laughs> so you go and yes, man, you I do hate being infected her. and having to do dishes. I'm yeah, pissed really. off oh, about man. this. There's nothing worse than uh, doing the dishes except doing them while infected. And I know that because I have done dishes with certain infections. What the heck? Myself. I got but you. But you have, you know, so you end up Earth 3. Mm, Why is Earth 3 It's here? very wonky. It's not very only that, wonky. Just, like, I was, was trying to like allude to it before. I didn't get the, my exact point. The idea that Brian Michael Bendis has brought Earth 3 back, which had been destroyed by the anti-monitor, the end of the He had brought it back so his young Just team could go there. We could see the, the young fuckers and stuff like that. But even they... And this whole brought back out of nowhere nonsense said, yeah, that crime syndicate, they have disappeared for a while now. Nobody's had them. Yeah. And then we go to Earth 3 and here's the crime syndicate talking about yeah, this. Yeah, and this, this seems be to be – and this seems to be especially since we had the Superman Reborn. If I had, you know, must be Superman Reborn, uh, you ended up being able to be wonky with stuff. And it's getting a little out of hand to the point where at least at one point they, they'd explain something. And now it just seems like, and, and really, luck, I think it started with the Superman Reborn. I really do think, and this is not just us picking on one guy, but I really think that Heroes in Crisis really showed you that nothing would be explained that you were allowed to. I'm not saying just Tom King did it. He was allowed to do it, where all of a sudden you have every sort of continuity, every timeline just thrown out there without any explanation. Everybody's fine with it. And so having Earth 3 back, where Brian Michael Bendis brought it back pretty much out of no and didn't even seem to understand or still understand how it works but it's now back so you're almost ending up where it seems like Snyder and Tynan are deciding well it's back at least we don't have to do the groundwork to explain it though nobody has so here it is and like you said now all of a sudden you have Ultraman Elman you have you know powering all these people like powering makes no sense with Simon or uh, Jessica I mean even around like all that stuff is all wacky and everything that happened at the end of the new 52 but they're back and you kind of back, just baby. have to go with it. And Barbados yeah. and then we is even still go. all chained up in the dark multiverse. But he, he just looks like a big nothing here all chained up. He looks so tiny in my yeah, mind. Yeah, it like, doesn't. And that's the thing. Tiny. Threat? Look at those chains. I can break out of those. Holy moly. <laughs> that's, that's nothing. It looks like the, he's like tied up like a marionette. Here I am. The worst of my mind, though, is that we have the, the guardians of the universe here. And like, oh, like we must call yeah. the core and immediately we cannot allow Owen to fall. I'm like, all right, good. We got to have the Green Lantern Corps come in because we've been wondering ourselves, like, when are they all going to come in and try to yeah. save everything? But the idea that the guardians being the piece of the shit that they are, it's like, man, we can't allow Owen to fall. I'm like, we are talking about yeah. the multiverse guardians. What are you talking about? Yeah, Oa? yeah, yeah. Not just talking about, yeah. I, I understand when it's Earth and you're going with that, but this is a we little can't bigger. Allow ourselves and, to fall. And it, it is funny because when we end up having the idea of, you know, City of Bane, then you're like, oh, where's Superman? Where's Wonder Woman? Why aren't they helping out? And then you try to explain it a little in the story. But when you end up having something really big, that's the big thing is where are the, the Green Lantern Corps and the Guardians? Because they are the big, you know, policing of everything. And they always try to figure out a way to not have them involved because if they get involved, it does tilt the, you know, the deal. 
They yeah. are a game changer. So you can't have them in. Uh, so you, then you have this sort of thing, and they are going pretty much with that. The Guardians are dicks, and they are. But it's like, eh, eh it won't happen. Nothing will happen to us. Uh, you know, we'll, we're fine. Eh, that's their problem. But, yeah, it's a little bigger than that. And you would hope that they would at least send, like, hey, let's send an envoy out to check it out. Well, are, they're not even like, let's try to get a hold of, you know, Jessica. Oh, she's in the ghost sector. All right. Well, let's try to get rid You know, they're not even caught. They're just like, ah, screw it. Um, but then you go to the Earth-19 and the gaslit Gotham and gaslit planet uh, there, and you end up having Perpetua going, and this is the first time we saw that it is. And it's one of those things that reminded me, again, of Rick and Morty, show us what you got. But it also reminded me of Candor in Convergence, where you had Convergence, where it was set up that you'd have city versus city, you know, timeline, multi, you know, all these things against Dead each timeline, other. Dead timelines, against each and other. And you ended up having Candor basically saying, no, 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 the best way to win is not to play at all they just destroyed them though that wasn't the the funniest the the funniest was injustice that basically the injustice universe they're like these guys can't even get along we got to get rid of them they're and they got rid of them but kandor took a stand and said no 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 we're not fighting you're dead that's basically what this is. We stand it's for show. And it's, it's nice to see that there is some places that don't, you know, didn't side with Doom and why they wouldn't. And I think that the idea here is that they're a little backwards with their old timey ways. Well, there's and a bunch of the old timey ways. Apparently, in the multiverse that yeah. have sided with Doom too, that are going to oh, get yeah. their asses handed to I them. I think that and what this, one- this is at first, though, is the idea of like, you know, they're, they're from, you know, a Victorian age. They're, they're fearful of being bad because they even. Even their religion, you know, all that thrown in of that. And uh, I liked it. I liked that the heroes end for them. It just kind of made me laugh. I know it's supposed to get like this gasping moment. I'm like, oh, man, there they go. Oh, no. There goes Gaslit Gotham. We can't do that. But even then, you end up having Batman. And somebody in the Slack, I wish I could remember who, uh, does think that this Batman would become a Blue Lantern because of the idea of, you know, don't worry, all hope isn't gone. Yeah, it was Batman Beyond Mark. I I think that it's actually Batman hinging on that there's got to be other Batman around. He says it to Gordon. Inspector! I think that all these other Batman, there's no way they will side with this, you know, Inspector. And uh, I, I just yeah, have the we, idea we of this just Batman. Hold this, one, this is a humble ass Batman. Like, look, there's so many other worlds that are way more advanced than us. Like, we can't yeah. handle shit like this. Maybe these other worlds will. And just the whole thing, just close your eyes. We're about to get fucked so, so hard here. Done. Buy Earth 19. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that he does have, you know, the little deal where you can get a hold of some people. He he brings out, you know, his uh, multiversal yeah, internet like crisis walkie-talkie. Right? It's just like that walkie-talkie that Batman left with those two guys shirt on the island. Yeah, the that's what it, it is. And work. I thought that. And I'm, this is my point is at one point, since you are now, again, you may have them being pieces of shit on Gaslit Earth where they're like, well, you could give us some advancements, but we like to be us. You know, we're building a wall around this bitch you ain't coming in we're gonna keep our our simple ways and it fucked him at the end i mean that where was the care package at one point that they could at least have a weapon in case something happened well, they were like the prime directive he can't and it is. deal it's, with this gas yeah, really. timeline well yeah really i guess and, and it's exactly that it looks exactly i think that it is the same thing so it's funny he ended up like batman batman it's me 
Batman. And uh, I know that's confusing, but I'm here. Uh, what? What is uh, our streets? They're lit by gaslight. Okay, you got that? All right. Here we go. We're in big trouble. And all of a sudden, it's interrupted. <laughs> Batman, I need more milk and a book. This is Clarence Who Batman. Do you hear that? me? <laughs> we, we want, <laughs> Who the hell we is want that? a book about uh, baseball. Like, God damn yeah, it. We, we don't need these books. I don't know if you know it, but, but my buddy here, he doesn't read English. Do you read me? Bab, I'm telling you, there's a multiversal shit going down Couldn't here learn. in ye old earth. And what? <laughs> hey, is there anywhere you could bring some more ice cream? And maybe, maybe a freezer, because that shit melts by the time it lands. It, it, you know, we end up, I don't know what you call this, but it's a bunch of bullshit, Batman. And that's what happened. Gaslit done because of the idea that he couldn't get through. But yeah, they go down. And like I said, there, there's reasons for it. It's one of those things that that's not as interesting to me as the meetings that they may have had about which Earth would be allowed to get snuffed out like this. And, you know, you have like, which one? Well, Earth 3, we just got it back. I mean, I know I know Did it we? didn't make sense, but Bendis just brought it back. And uh, no, no, no. See, that's why we need it out. It wasn't supposed to be. No, no, we can't do that. And really, All that, right, that, how that's about- the one Earth that you can totally know that's going to side with doom no matter what. Yeah, really. Yeah, that is. Maybe so much so that it'd be a threat. A too much Eric. doom. Maybe. Maybe a bit. It is. You're doom. Maybe too much doom. Uh, there's other things wonky in here as well. If you want to try to tie books in, because there's old Calvin at the World Orrery. Imagine if we, if we took out some Earth problems. 8 Angor there. How many times that's been I'm destroyed and brought back at this point? Yeah, really. Why Why didn't they do that? That would have been great. You know, I hate that, that world. Been, but, uh, you know, Earth 2, out, Eric. Um, but you end up with them going down. And then you end up, and really, would it matter? They, they end up going off to the edge of the universe then, so we can check in with Luther, the old anti-monitor kind of combined still multi-nonsense and ah, perpetual. It's the anti-monitor. And, yeah, but still, they must be inside there. They never got pushed out last time. So that's going to be the out of it. He's still this ultra monitor with the other two in that's there. Weird, They're just, just kind of, like I guess, pushed again. Yeah, yeah. He's huge, though. And they never, we never really saw them be pushed out or, or trapped anywhere. He just ended up stepping up as if he's in the pilot seat in my mind now. So we'll have to see how that goes down. Uh, and if it wasn't the case, I would think that you would see them. You know, in, in chains at the one point when she says, you've yeah. always been my favorite. And they, I just think that's set up for them to kind of start pushing their way through again. Uh, but yeah, there's Luther. He's going to be this general. And she says basically what we're going to do. We're first going to go around any planet that sides with justice we're destroying now because it seems as if the judges only come out if there needs to be a tie. Uh, you know, if there's a photo finish, they come out to kind of let the thing go. If it's full out doom, doesn't seem they're involved. It seems. And if they are by the end where she says, if they do decide to come out, then we'll just kill them because by then we'll have a huge army. Well, even, but it does seem like all like, of this is to stack the odds so that they never come out. They never have to judge. First comes destruction. I will eliminate every universe in the multiverse that sides in favor of justice over doom. I will rearrange the cosmos into the ideal configuration, stabilizing it. It will never reach the shores of judgment. I'm like, shores of judgment? Yeah. 
What a weird thing to I call think it. they're only there for photo finishes. I think they're there in New York, in the New York offices. And when there is a call, they go there. If it's under two minutes and a half, they can go there. Or you can throw the challenge flag. I don't know if this is going to be one of those where if only the gaslit Batman could have thrown the challenge flag, they would have had to have looked under the hood, taken it to New York. The judges would have come out. But it doesn't seem to be the case at, at this point. And I do like some of the things, but I wish it was spelled out a little more because what she's saying there to me, really does spell out. All right, we get rid of those seven Earths. I'm making seven more. That's more in line with us. Let's go. Let's have it happen. And, uh, you know, rearranging and kind of making it a whole again, because I think it would break down if it didn't have, you know, the whole 52. So it looks like we're going to get a couple new, you know, multiverses. Maybe this is something that is kind of cool. Yeah, maybe it's something kind of cool. That you end up with the idea that then what are they going to do in the Gaslit universe anymore? You already had your trade there. I mean, really, we're not going stuff. back to that. Make so come up with some new stuff. stuff. No, come up with some new stuff. You you can end up her making the something that will world. stay. Yeah, yeah. Now it's the even laser more gas. world, right? It's just lasers now. I don't know. We could come up with some things that would be pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, it might end up making stuff you know a little fresh with some of the, the things Wonder that you never deal world. with again. Yeah, please. If they do that, I'll be real happy. Get that shit over there so I don't have to deal with it. I'll never go to that earth. But yeah, so while this is going on, you know, you have the idea. They're going to make new worlds. They're going to destroy them. So that keeps making Doom win. And in the meantime, a uh, army of apex predators will be built from all these but planets that like are grabbing people from. In my mind, they should all look the same. And like, she could just turn them into apex predators. And I just imagine that Luther's all pissed off. He's like, I had to go through all this shit to become an apex predator. Now you can just will it into being yeah. with these loyal followers. But well, what, now what, she what's has up all with these guys? Power, that guy right? looks like he's and, got yeah. wings and stuff like that. I'm like, what is that yeah, guy up to? He's cool. These guys are cool. And uh, yeah, then you don't want to just look like Lex. Then he's like, he'll get in trouble. Like, and the then he has a multi. It's a human and a freaking white Mar- and a Martian mix kind of thing. Like, why are yeah. these all these crazy looking things? I, I don't know. I, I it's weird. I wish that she wouldn't have called them apex. I guess you need the apex predators because that's been set up all along. I wish it was just army led by the apex predator Lex. And if they all look these like him, predators. I'm sure He's he the would apex love it. Predator. Yeah, well, the apex predator. If they all look like him, then he could send that one to do his job. Then the other one goes out on a date. We have a lot of fun to be had with a lot of Lex Except looking. For that guy who actually has predators. to go and do the job. He's ain't having any fun. And then there, well, he, then nobody likes that. I'm saying we'll have fun. There's also, unfortunately, the Lex that eats shit. You'd have that, right? You'd you'd go with that as well. And nobody likes that one. Uh, but yeah, so it it pretty much ends then with the idea that. The Batman needs to get a hold of Kendra and Shane. They sent out a signal. Luckily, Shane has grabbed Kendra. They're in the javelin and gone off. And it seems like this idea of Perpetua, Anti-Monitor, and Lex has, you know, the victory of the moment. They lost track of things because at, at the one point, everybody was there. I don't know why Lex just didn't finish the job, but they were able to kind of Shane saved Kendra. They got out while Lex wasn't looking. He was got busy. Got the whole spaceship. He, get the hell out of there. He, yeah. He was Jackson in Bloodsport. He was, you know, given the, the deal. He's, you know, doing his whole victory round. Nobody and then he gets hit means. in the end. But no, I do. And uh, <laughs> the, the thing about it is up until this, I liked it. Now you're getting back to things that annoy me. And one of the biggest uh, things that Kendra? annoy me of this book is Kendra. And I like Kendra as a character, not this Kendra, because number one, she Mopey starts Kendra? going, oh, man, if only it's, it starts out. 
oh man, I think this might be my fault. No, no, stop thinking. You better start knowing because it is. And then just the idea that she says to Shane, if only your father was here to tell me to do things different. That's all I needed. Somebody to tell me. Starman was screaming at her the whole time that she was doing shit wrong and she wouldn't listen. But the love of her and Marshall, there is no love. That Marshall Manhart was there. And like, you, you, oh Starman is yelling in the background, just laying on deaf ears over here. Like, hey, yeah. if there was somebody just to tell just me screaming. that I could do this myself, yeah. do yeah. it already. Stop, do please. It. Stop. <laughs> Don't go after Lex. If only somebody said not to go after Lex. I thought and she, I thought it was the right plan. Nobody told me different. No, they a hundred times. Stop. That's not the plan. You had the a worst plan. Idea you too, went against that- it and they're just screaming at you. Because Starman is supposedly dead at this point. And I don't know if at the one point, I saw him like kind of hovering there. And like, well, I don't know if it was in a perpetuous kind of like where she's talking about things. If it's like a flashback to him mm-hmm. or if he's actually just kind of floating around her at this point. So I don't know if he's dead or Might not. Might be they just about his him dead, dead body. Yeah. But uh, Shane does talk about the idea that Martian Manhunter, he can still feel him in like yeah, you you know, can the feel essence him. of Lex and stuff. Like, so I'm like, yeah. okay, there's an out for Martian Manhunter. And another big thing seems to be about the prophecy about Starman. And when he first came out, three of you will die. I'm like, I don't know, we got Martian Manhunter, we yeah. got, you know, Starman. But he didn't Aquaman. say three of and Aquaman, yeah, like, Aquaman, he's right there. You, no, I know, and I'm, I'm sitting like, you're just kind of fudging things now. Yeah, and also, nobody remember that. I'm serious. And I'm telling you, at, at the one oh, point, like I thought they seven. were- I thought they were all going to sit down for the last supper at that point. One of you will betray me. I'm like, really? You're going that route because it seemed like it was. But so with this, though, this idea, I, I think it might be my fault, Shaney boy. Oh, no, mother. Uh, just remember, daddy loves you. I'm like, please stop it. You know, if this was one of those things that at a point before Martian Manhunter got taken by Lex, that they had an aside, listen. I didn't think that monstrosity of a a winged son that we have was ever going to come back with us to our world. He he cannot take the idea that we don't love each other. He wouldn't be able to understand that we really aren't together, that that was something that was kind of put together for the, you know, the the sixth deal. Uh, So how about this? Let's just pretend in front of him. But there's no way she is now going full out that her long lost love, Marsha Manhunter, is gone. And you, you never had that. That this was Poor you Carter ended Hall. up having. You have it. You had a talk on Thanagar Prime about a dance, and then the next thing you ended up in the, the the fifth and sixth dimensions, and that's why you ended up having the son because something got wonky when they decided what a future would look like. But this was not set up. Don't keep going with this idea of if only his love was here i'd be able to do Maybe it's this a self-fulfilling oh, prophecy don't worry dad mommy see he does love you i can feel it i'm like you shut up shane you monstrosity though i like shane i like when uh i also like the idea that shane has stepped up so much here he's grown right before our eyes eric he's become a man a winged monstrosity a green man then Batman talks to him as if he's three. I mean, he saved Kendra, got her in the javelin, took off, went flying, trying to figure things out. He's all upset, even at the point where Batman calls for them and Kendra's still moping in the background. She should be the one talking, but he's there. And like, okay, Batman, well, I tried to save my the Starman. He's dead. He's given the whole deal. Just push. The, it, it, it's down to push the green button. 
what button? The green one, you monstrosity. But he ends up doing this and, and the out worst of part nowhere. About this whole thing is, is because we can't even have a small moment of victory for anybody. Just the idea of <laughs> Shane and Kendra point. hitting a button to go into, this won't do, to go oh into freaking Blade Space Warp at this point. And right before it's about to happen, uh, yeah, uh, take out that wing on that javelin. Oh, no, it's been shut down. We can't escape. Oh, like, no, uh, we don't know where we are. It doesn't just seem like they're really even caring about them being out there. It's like, all right, just disable them now. Yeah. I'm like, and just then disable on. them. And then what they're doing now, okay, you have Lex at the end, a page later. All right, we you did that great, Lex. Well, now we're going to go, and I want you to kill all those Justice Leaguers. They're a pain in the ass. About you go, time. oh, man, it's about time. And I'm just thinking like, yeah, I guess you don't want Kendra and Shane there, but why? They get, you know, you're going to send Lex out there. Well, screw it. Just go. I know you're you're kind of getting rid of all the things, and it is easier to take care of them there. But as a story writing thing, I mean, geez. And, and I can only think that the only reason they're not going to make it back is Lex will end up destroying the Justice League. They, you know, I don't think they're well, going to die, imagine, obviously. That's the thing. It's for some reason, like, even they said something in this issue that I completely forgotten about, about when Perpetual was sent and, like, locked up behind the source wall and stuff like that. The idea that the cosmic judges sent there, quote, unquote, Raptor, you remember that giant mm-hmm. bird? Then, like how Kendra was supposed to be the new Raptor with her nth metal magic wings, or however the fuck it works with her goddamn source wall powers. I don't know. So the idea, like in my mind, all right, like you know, she has the thing that can become the Raptor to actually you know take her down. So we got to make sure that she can't be anywhere near the totality at this point with the rest of the Justice League. Yeah, it was or weird like too, that, though. I thought that uh, Kendra, I thought that Perpetual actually said that she was going to be her Raptor when they end up having like the big giant, yeah, like you know, her, deal like the that Hawkman and like take her away her raptor yeah i actually took it as the hawkman thing the the big deal where she was going to be the one that destroyed the planets and now they you know it ended up turning and she wouldn't be able to do that i I actually took it as that as her personal deal that she was going to have as her own thing but now it's kind of you know went away from that but we'd have to see and it doesn't really matter i i actually think it's only so that they aren't destroyed or captured by lex and all the people going to get it so that you have two people that can end up saving them uh by the end but we'll see we'll see how it works out um but yeah you have lex going off and says it's about time to go and take everyone down and yeah that's pretty exciting but it would be nice for them to win something here. At God, least have so. some sort of, you know, ray of hope. But I, I did like the idea. It's big that, you know, whether or not we laugh that it's Earth-19, that still is big. I mean, we well, haven't seen huge. something like that in books. So this does feel more like an event, even it though it's just a bi-monthly deal. Gotham, I guess, like animated movie. And now the Earth is destroyed. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I, yeah. Guess, yeah, I guess that movie didn't do as well as they were hoping. Gone. Yeah, I, I just don't think there's a sequel plan. <laughs> They're just like, oh, well, let's just get rid of that. Well, We're not going to do you know, anyway, so any sort of deals anyway. So, yeah, so that's done. But, yeah, so there's stakes uh, to be had. There's a plan of what Perpetual wants to do. Kind of explains a little in a weird way of why the judges haven't come to change things here. And, you know, you have all this going down with her, you know, two deals, her son and Lex at her side. And they're going to start building an army to keep this going. I give it an eight. The anti-monitor is going to be at the forge and be making new worlds himself. Yeah, like, he's that's just crazy, making new world. idea. And yeah, he's going to be making worlds and then they're just going to destroy them right away in the name of doom. And that just that's cheating. It is. It's really setting it up uh, in a crazy way. But that's kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, so you end up having and also Catman. Eric, I see Cat him Man. there. He's, the he's excited. Settle now. It's okay. It's okay. Who are you kidding? I think Blake? he's there. I like the that. Hole? 
He may be. I just like that he is there with the the lions, and he's lying, Eric, because he says, I like the idea. He's like, settle now. It's okay. It's okay. As if they can understand them. And if they can, they're going to understand, who are you kidding, Blake? <laughs> who are you kidding, Blake? They, they're, I don't know why that was a, a tiger or a lion. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're okay. We're, we're good here. Uh, but it was kind of funny to see him. Uh, but I give it an 8-8. I actually like this a lot more than the last couple issues uh, because we see some plans. Uh, yeah, we never really got a lot of information about with a lot of things before. Of what's coming. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Before, it just seemed to be like everything we – our minds were spinning at what might be happening or what might this be. This is at least showing us a lot of things here in one issue going forward and Lex going off to pretty much destroy the Just League is what he wants to do. So I'm good with that. Uh, what would you give it? I'd have to give it a 7.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed the art in this one, and I like the idea that we're seeing where Perpetua and her, you know, Apex Predator army are going to go for finding out what's happening with the Anti-Minor. I just wish I knew what was going on with the Just League, because for this being a Just League book, they were barely in this issue. It's just like, no. all right, we show up, there's a Doom signal, and uh, yeah, we're fucked. We better just give up everything yeah. now. And that's, like, you know, that's pretty much where Get on the walkie-talkies. Get on the walkie-talkies, buddy. But yeah, yeah, you aren't getting a ton of Just League in the Just League book, but it is more of an event, and it's it's coming to an end, you know, in the next couple months, because we're going to end up having a new writer. Uh, so I think things, uh, because of that, I think things are pushing forward, which I love. Poor so Earth I'm 19. glad of that. Yeah, the, we hardly knew ye. Uh, but we'll go off to the next book. I'm wrong turn. This is Batman, bitch. It is wrong turn. Shit, boy. Here we go. Eric, uh, are you ready? You ready for the Batman's 80s? No, I've been ready all day. Ours, yeah. You, you got that? All week I've been trying to talk to you about this book. And all week I've been told, that ain't Eric Tuesday problems. That's Eric Saturday no. problems. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll wait for them to see what's going down. <laughs> what's that? I don't know why you want to tell me. I'm sorry. I would expect... From the amount of times you tell me during the week about a Batman issue when it comes out, I would think that you love this book because you tell me about it. Yeah, the because same I want to talk over about over it again. Because then they didn't engage. I thought maybe you'd go off and read it one of these nights. You know, put down maybe. But I don't teen, like it. The new Teen Titans from you know '97, and then join me in my misery. But you wouldn't. You you wanted to wait till tonight. And then tonight comes, and then I get all fired up, and then you mute the mic on me, and then I'm yelling about my, I'm yelling at myself like a I've moron. Heard all week. Ah, I'm yelling. Uh, Batman eighty two, written by Tom King, art by Michael uh, Janine, Jordi Belair, and Clayton Kells. Instead of getting any sort of answers, we just get a fight scene. Do you like that? Do you like that reading? It's wow. very fancy. What are we doing here? I'm, I'm playing a game with you, Eric. Instead of getting any sort of answers, What's we get a fight called? scene that is more like an elementary school playground spat than rules? anything else. The rules, they're, they're playground rules, Eric, uh, in this fight. But really, the, the talking there, universe rules, Eric, if you get me. Wink, wink. It all sets up cliched catchphrases, fan service moments for <laughs> Bat-Cat fans, and ends with... What Eric tells me, possible broken necks. I think there's broken necks and gunshots. I don't think there'd be any reason Definitely not gunshots. to. I'm telling you, I don't think there's any reason not to have all three of it's them. It's going to be one of those supposedly things, though, like one of those Slade Wilson guns kind of thing. Oh, it's that uh, paralytic bolt with yeah, the paint I, spray. I'm telling you, I, whatever's at play, I don't even think that this is a Selena. Because you said, are there any solicits going forward that have Selena, you know, paralyzed? 
I don't think she's paralyzed. I think she's dead. Well, that's, D-E-D what, well, that's dead. one of those things. Like all week, I've seen people talk about the idea that Selena got her neck broken in the session. Like, oh, holy shit, that's fucked up. Uh, I'm out, at one point, I'll get to that this week. And now that I've gotten to it, I read it. I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's the case. I think she yeah, just I hit do. the ground really hard and got knocked I, out. I don't think or there's any wall, real, actually. I don't think there's any real reason if you're going to end up supposedly looking like you at least killed Bane, but possibly killed you know Batman as well. Uh, the idea of just making it look like you killed all three makes more sense than Selena just being knocked out. I mean, you end up going through the Batcave at one point in this issue, and it looks like the whole Bat family is dead. And I think that that's what you're supposed to get, this big wow moment and things that we'll get into. I'm not done my thing yet, but I think that that's yeah. what's at play here is everybody is dead, and then they won't be. At this point, even his biggest fans have to be rolling their eyes a bit over this over-the-top ridiculousness that we keep getting. And that's what I'm saying. You end up you snap alfred's neck everybody goes nuts oh my god this is the worst tom king what are you doing he's holding all the cards obviously he knows what he's going to be playing at he knows if he's going to come back or not but he can play around with that well now two issues later you end up pretty much killing the what appears to be the entire bat family possibly killing catwoman bane and batman all for thomas wayne then to yell get me the pirate and so you end up like really give like me my tea last yeah, issue. Yeah. And, and we'll talk about that as well, because this is a Thomas Wayne that in what appears to be, you know, five minutes later is not hurt. I really do think that he's playing with the idea that that was Lazarus pit tea. Somehow he's going to make some hokey shit up like so that. Not only do we have super up. venom, but we got Lazarus. Yeah, tea. I actually, I think that's what it is. I, I, it, what else can explain that he's not hurt at adjectives all? in front of things to make it but better again, than the thing that we already have. If it's one of these things that the psycho pirate is <laughs> doing this, tea. then he doesn't really need super tea because it's not really happening. But if that is the case, who's being duped by the fight in the Batcave? Because it's only Thomas with the, the people who may not be real yeah. so i don't know uh, again i can't say that that's not it though because shit doesn't make sense in any sort of reality even a comic book reality and most of the time with a tom king and we, we've talked about this and me and you and it's one of the things that a lot of people came around and ended up saying you know what tom king you don't set things up you end up uh, ending things with full narration you end up Got making lousy things, dialogue yeah and you end up lousy dialogue repeating dialogue you also Got end no up hair. making something mean something and then not mean something an issue later so you never know what's going on you don't know what's being played here um so when you end up at this point alfred getting his neck snap then an issue two later you end up having batman like alfred signal to me he's okay then everybody's like oh man it must have been clayface but then clayface ends up being joker because they need somebody to let them in the back door but then that disappears i mean really where you also is gotta going know, on like you know make sure that you have that out there those people can know that yes clayface was not alfred he was somebody else who so get that out of your mind right now yeah yeah so and that that's what i'm saying and, and so with this it's funny because I think he ends up thinking he's very clever by the end because he does end up having Batman and Bane stripped down. Batman says, let's go at like men, men fight bare chested, right? Damn so, right but, they but, do. but that is, and maybe is, fight. Being, maybe is being a little clever because that ends up making what in his mind, Bane being susceptible to the super venom because the tubes aren't in, but it also does end up at the end that you can't have people say, oh, Batman's fine. He's wearing his armor. He's wearing his suit. He's not. And he gets shot in the stomach, a bear stomach, though, again, twisted around. Rawr. So did the Riddler. 
the Riddler got shot right in the chest and it didn't matter. Point blank. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah, point blank. So th- this is what I'm saying. I Sometimes he'll set some things up and you're like, okay, that makes sense. That's go- a good job. You did that. But if you go back and think of the entire run, it, it all falls apart. And this is where I'm really having problems. And we're not done the run, obviously. We have a couple more issues left. But when oh. we get to the end, what it seems as if you went all the way to issue 50 – Things going on. You end up with the the wedding not happening because Bane was manipulating things. And then at the end of that issue, obviously, everybody should know this. You end up having all the villains sitting there. You know, oh, my God, this is going to explain this. And, oh, my God, what's that person, that person? So then we went on. And from that point on, we were ending up, you might as well have shifted the dark side is to the Bane did because everything that happened then became Bane's plan. Oh, Bane did that. Bane was doing that. Banana, the the plane, this, the, you know, Gotham, Gotham girl, all that until it isn't Bane because then we see that Batman had the plan all along. And so it ended up pretty much what he does is is burn everything down as he goes. You're supposed to be led to believe that Bane is the big bad who always had a plan. But now Batman duped him. So now Bane immediately, instead of now Bane being the guy who's the mastermind behind everything, he becomes a, an idiot where he ends up being fooled by the plan. even say the idea that he's not smart in yes. this. And the whole idea about Bane about how great he was because he was a physical threat and an intellectual – I can't even say intelligent threat. I can't yeah. say intellectual Fucking right in my mouth. But no, the idea. Yeah, like, I thought you were smart too. Cool. I know you did. <laughs> I see. Now but, uh, you aren't, but keep going. You're a liar. You yes, never I thought am. that. I am but, a liar. Uh, you had this whole thing. You never said that Bane was smart in this. I'm like, that was half the like character, the big ass physicalness of yeah. it, and also the intelligence. I'm like, why would you just say he's a and, dummy now like, and, out of and, nowhere? And here's where, and, and Eric, I know that you, you'll you never the back tactician. me. You will never back me on anything. But I know about? when I say that I, I've said things to you in the past, you'll just play dumb, which you play very well. I'll give recall. you that. A, a freaking Oscar award-winning performance over here uh, <laughs> playing dumb. Uh, way back, and this is an, I'll, I'll throw it in here that you said it as well. So then you'll remember. All of a sudden, you, you'll be blowing kisses uh, at yourself. What I say? But what what we have said, and what I me and you talk at work occasionally. I, I I'll you know I'll talk to you a little bit. I don't really like you, but we'll end up talking. I'd love to. I talk we at have, you. We have the girl who uh, ends up. She used to work with Wrong Turn, and she will go uh, days where one day. I'm the meanest person to Eric that she's ever seen. And then it twists to Eric being the meanest person the next day or even that afternoon. And she never seems to oh, be yeah. able to put them together that that's just what we do. And she's we're oh, just both mean. You even said at the one point, she's like, you are you were the meanest person, to Eric. And you're like, you just said that to me yesterday. And, you know, but <laughs> so you're going with the thing. And, minutes and this is this has been a thing that I thought with uh, that has driven me nuts about this book where you'll never get the world's greatest detective. You'll never get the best. What you always get is the one person's good because the other person is an idiot. The one person is strong because the other's weak. You'll never get the idea that Bane had a plan all along and is very smart, but Batman was just a little bit ahead of him. You always end up that when something's revealed, the thing that you thought was the best now has to be the worst because the new thing's the best, and it's only against the other thing. It's just, it, it infuriates me that you had this whole thing. Bane's, and Bane's been the, the plan all along. Bane's been the plan all along. Well, it looks like by the end, Thomas is the mastermind. You can have Thomas be a genius mastermind without without having Bane be an idiot. You can end up where Thomas has been sitting there 
waiting because he knew Bane's plan and he's working against it. But instead, now you have to make Bane a complete idiot because you end up Tom King must think that if Bane was the genius, nobody's going to believe this or whatever. But this happens where people are smarter or you don't have to make the other guy dumb. And he ends up making Bane so dumb in this that it is the simplest plan. This guy has been planning Batman's demise for 80 plus issues with things that we never saw, things that don't make sense. But Bane was so smart he could do that Batman comes in and says Hey take off the tubes and the masks And everything and, and Bane's fooled Okay why mono e mono. Why? Okay. He, and I know he's going with the idea That Bane is this guy with the Big macho guy or whatever Bane's also smart and, and in my mind Bane don't care how he wins he, He's gonna win And so taking the tubes off Is, is really ridiculous Because that's not the show That is the quote unquote help but the venom's still in them. So it, it ends up being such well, a convoluted that's the whole thing. thing. It's like, it's one of those things where we have the tubes that go in and he can turn it on to pump the venom directly into him to give him his size and his strength to keep it going. When they get rid of those tubes, though, he is still on venom. I just don't understand this whole thing because we were introduced to super venom pretty recently. And that was super venom was the thing that gave Claire and Hank their powers to make them Gotham and Gotham Girl. For some reason, though, Batman's big plan is Catwoman, you distract Bane. Well, I throw this batarang in him that's has a the super venom yeah. on it. Laced or on it, maybe they it didn't spell it him. out. Maybe it's one of those where when it does go in, it opens up, it pumps more in, but we don't know. It's not set up. I that don't. would be cool if because it was it, one it of those things. It almost feels like the way the infected happened, you know, yeah, with the batarang exactly like kind that. of thing. But I, that's why I, I use the whole thing. Like I can actually make that work in my head, though, because if I cut your arm right now and I had two eyedroppers, one's with the AIDS virus and one with steroids, and I just drop some into that open wound I just gave you. I think one's going to do more than the other. So the idea that we have Venom, it's not pumping through him, but now he has the Super Venom, but we're not seeing any of the effects of the Super Venom we've and seen. We don't see any, flight, yeah, any fucking godlike powers. Because they go in, he says, you know, mano y mano, you know, we'll no mask, no mask, let's what? go. And what he's trying to do, and it, it seems to me that it's going back to, you know, I am Bane, I am Suicide, all those, where he ended up having Bane going off the venom. And I think that he was playing with the idea that, you know, Bane realizes, hey, I'm smart. I don't need this venom. It's a disease. You know, I'm he a drug a addict. Pirate and tell him he's happy. Yeah, he wanted to do that to be happy. That was taken from him. Batman, really, if anybody had a plan, it's Batman when he trash talked Bane. All this wouldn't have happened. But you end up where no. he ends up, Batman trash talks, don't even think of coming to my city. What the, you know, go fuck yourself. Him there you with a broken shit. back at that point, Bane laying there. Catwoman yeah. broke his back. This don't matter. He yelled out, Venom! You know, and they brought the venom. So I think that the only play here, and it hasn't been spelled out good enough, and it isn't one of these things where it's going against, like I said, we, we just talked about, it, and I wasn't even thinking of this, but he's going against his own rules. He's changing things to just meet up to the story that he's telling at that instant, even though it doesn't make sense, because what I think he's playing at is Bane, you have to think of it as heroin. You end up injecting a bunch of heroin into your system. Uh, you know, you're having a grand old time. You're sitting there itching. You know, you're there. You're listening to some Nirvana, you know, what you do. And uh, so somebody comes in and then gives you, gives you super heroin. You're going to OD. That's all they're doing here. Even Batman goes up. Look, We're at, having a great at, time. The problem being is they're still debating while this goes on. And the only – and it's such a hokey way to tell – the plan because they end up having hey it's just us you know my city your city my city not her city let's roll and they start fighting just to have Catwoman get involved 
you cheated. You let, no, I lied. You're going with this. And then they get him with these batarangs. He has the batarang strapped John McClane-esque to his back. He gets him, throws him. And then it is Catwoman giving you what the plan was in the most bitchiest dialogue. <laughs> you said this. And you said that. nobody likes that. And, and, like, and he even says, Batman says, I was there. What a terrible way to tell a story. I know this. He, he says it. I was there, sweetie pie. And, and, you know, so you have this. And so it's it's led to the idea. Was he on the super venom? Is he? Well, I didn't see him fly or shoot fucking rays out of his eyes. So I'm guessing he isn't. He's just on the regular venom. So when they do give him the super venom, it's supposed to overload his system. Now, the problem being that was never set up. The reason why Claire is dying right now and really having problems is because she doesn't have any more of the super venom. But when they got the super venom, this wasn't one of those things where Gotham wanted to become a god back in the first arc. I am Gotham. And he injected himself too much and overdose. No, no. He had the super venom in him, which we didn't even know what it was at that point. Yeah. And he used the powers of a god to fight Claire and the Justice League and it burned them out. It was spelled out that if you overuse your powers you will die from pretty much it just burning out you know you, you end up burning out your system you're dead so when they end up putting this into bane this motherfucker should grow as tall as a 17 story building have shit shooting out his eyes and have lasers for fingers i mean what what is happening here <laughs> nothing I, I is going on it where and then you have batman go over to him and like you're going to be poisoned. You're going to die. You you better. The venom will kill you. I can save you. Are we done? Now, number one, how's he going to save him? We've never even set that up. And the idea that he does that, don't mess around with super venom. This could end up making him the biggest, baddest thing ever. He could end up snapping everybody in half. Just inject Just him with poison. knockout freaking drops or use something like that. poison. If you're going to poison him, I'm not going to use a poison that may turn him into a god. That is the stupidest thing to try to tie into this. Why would you do that? Why? Also, I can only think that they just used up the last of the super venom. So now you can't even make any sort of, you know, serum to get it. It just or you could have saved Claire. I don't you end up with this. It is just hokey as shit just to get this crazy moment because it doesn't matter. Because then they sit there and it's like, no, you forgot, you know, I'm 17 years alone in the pit. I'm like, no, no, nobody forgot. You're not the one who made it up. We've heard this before. I don't need a walk down memory lane here, including Batman saying, I'm going to break your damn back. And that was when I thought, I'm going to break something here. And it might be my computer screen because I'm getting so angry. That was a phrase that me and you and everybody who read that nonsense back then had to sit through every two fucking sentences was, I'm going to break your damn back. It was so bad that when they made the trade, and this is the God's honest truth, the editorial had to take out some of those I'm going to break your damn backs because it was too much. I don't need you to tie into that. And then that people, it was all a plan. He says it. Uh, and yeah, so you just have that. I'm, I don't know why he needs to break Bane's back door. Just take know. him down. Shoot him Plus, with, no, do with you knockout remember? gas, knockout drop, Cat something. woman broke his back. You don't need to do that. You get him the hell out and then go save some fucking people. That doesn't in mean the, anything. Go, go save some people in the city. 
You know, and he's just, you rich jackass. So that's all it's about. You're jealous. You're a jealous asshole. He ends up getting rid. So then that's when, got you that's when Catwoman comes over and starts, you know, slicing at him. And also, you forget, this is my city. And I'm like, really? Uh, and now we're just going to throw shit out there <laughs> so that the people can get excited. Just the idea that we set up like this. What, what about Catwoman when we fight? Is she going to? No, it's not her city. Yeah, she was just, just the idea that, but she just, This is my city. I'm like, of course <laughs> I, I it is. Just you're, imagine, you're from Gotham. I could just imagine they're there. And it's like, uh, hey, hey, Bane, you know, not her fight. And then Batman's like, you're right. It's not her city. And Catwoman's like, you asshole. <laughs> this is why I left you at the elder. Jerk off. It's like when the guys get Don't together. Worry, you're baby, gonna, it's all part you're of the plan. You're going to me? And so she's like, you you thought you guys were that part of this city and it was yours, but it was coming from the alleyways, you bitch. And then you're going in. I'm like, really? Let me tell you like, about the streets I grew up is, on. All this is is fan service trying to get every person involved, but not telling a story. You have. I am. Yeah, I know you're Bane, asshole. You say it all the time. Oh, my. Batman's a badass. Then then Bane. There's Bane fans out there. Oh, my God. Bane has a, a batarang in his fucking cheek, and he doesn't even care. He's not taking it out. That. And then you have Catwoman. Cat got your tongue in my city. Meow. Uh, I'm like, really? Like, please, just just go and give everybody <laughs> who, give, give everybody that you think you're impressing by this. Just please give them 50 cents and then tell them to be happy with that because I don't want to have to deal with it. Because I read it. I'm like, you are just fan servicing shit after shit when you have so much to tie up in this stupid story of City of Bane. I'm not even talking about the whole run. You would never even set up what the City of Bane is. And it's so like everything else. Big ideas that then become so insular that you don't even get the idea of the scope of it anymore. They are fighting in a basement when the whole city is just a craziness. Well, not only you're not that, just the idea, that too, out. that we have the Bat family who all took on Thomas Wayne in the last issue and somehow got their asses kicked. Yeah. And now he just, like, gets done that last issue. Ventriloquist, bring me my tea, please. This he gets done drinking his tea and then wall. he makes his way there. Yeah, and was bleeding out of every orifice and maybe even some that just came about. He's and fine. it just yells for his tea. I think it's Lazarus tea. I really do. Or it's, it's, or it's super here. venom. Batman never I, got out of the nightmares because we just keep jumping from place to place, from the Himalayas to the, from the desert and to the Paris and to Hawaii, back to Gotham. It doesn't make any sense. Just like in a goddamn nightmare and a dream. I don't think he ever got out. He's still in there. You have stolen my dreams. Eric, I, I never got out of the nightmare, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm still in it. It's a nightmare. Uh, because it's just it, – it's one of those things that the whole roundabout deal of it, I could sit here and read this issue and then go wipe my ass with it because uh, it means nothing. You know, at don't the end, at the end I'm just saying, I don't care. And it'll, you know, I'll wipe it up. But what I'm saying is I could Whole read bags, this care, huh? and, and just say, fuck it. There's nothing to this. But yet we have to come here and talk about it. And then I get angry. I, there's nothing to be angry about here about. I've heard because about this it's book so for a ridiculous. Week now. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is what I'm talking about. If this was just us at home, I wouldn't even be reading it. But even if I was, I'd go, yeah, well, and just walk away and like, eh, it stinks. You know, same old thing. But we have to end up trying to, you know, give people an idea. And you get angry just because it is so infuriatingly simple. Well, I'm waiting for Tom here. can give me an idea about how any of this works it's in the long run. shade. It's got 80 tropes that, you know, go against each other. It, it is so paper thin it's fan service wrapped in nothingness and it just ends up at the end being that if you like tom king 
you probably like this, but I don't know how probably. even all these the fans. Real substance. Well, I'm saying all these real fans can really even tell me why they would like it anymore. It, it's just like we're all just waiting to get to that finish line. The Cliche fans can take him over like, you know, to Batman. He does, he, I, I'd say that he doesn't get the characters, but to not get the characters, you kind of have to have a solid way of telling it. If I end up with Bane and he's flying and or he's really weak or it, then you're Ooh. like, he doesn't get the character. But if I end up changing it every three more. issues, I don't know what he gets. I mean, really, I can't even get a grip on what he's trying to do because what he is doing really Bane, it seems as if he is doing this on the fly. And then when he gets to something that doesn't make sense or he's afraid he'll be called out on it, it completely changes so that it will make sense in that issue. And people seem to have, you know, the worst amnesia with this book. We're like, man, that makes sense. And you're like, it doesn't make sense. Last issue, we saw this. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I can go with it, though. I, I can't anymore, and it's just it gets just ridiculous. Anymore. Well, I'm telling you, it's been a while, but at one point I did like it, and other people, you know, and we, you can still sit and read it, but it, this is just, we're getting to the end where you think, and we said it when he was announced that he was only going to go to 85. He has a set amount of issues. All right, let's see. Now you got the cards on the table here, I'm buddy. Just, you are allowed to tell your own story, now. and he can't. He can't do it. Uh, you City of Bane. Part eight for this issue, and all Bane has done this part eight of this entire whole thing has snapped freaking Alfred's neck and now fought Bruce Wayne in this issue. He has been absent for the majority of the entire story. What has, has his name in what, it? What has he done since 50? He was sitting there in the basement of Arkham in issue 50. What, what the fuck is where's Skeets? He end up with him there. He has done shit. We've heard so much about him. We've heard this. And again, when we said when Batman ended up revealing that this was all his plan, that went against shit he was telling Catwoman two issues before. It's just it just keeps going on and on. Uh, you do have Thomas Wayne, like you said. He He's didn't like, trust her enough to I, I just, on the plan. This, this is also the classic. I, I mean, this is the classic in my mind. Tom King, who when he realizes he has done no character work at all for something, this is what will happen. Hey, uh, ventriloquist. Yes, sir. What do you need? Punch my boy. Oh my, he's insane. Like that that's his character work for him to just haul off and punch. But really, I think he's letting him in on the plan, Eric. He has trained ventriloquist to understand the plan. Oh, that's the punch do in the we face. Need plan. Punch Julie? I'm telling you, punches him in the face and goes, Oh, so you want to do that plan? Are you sure? Well, let me think. Kicks him in the balls. Oh, I never liked that plan. And oh, is man. there any other plans? I'm like, stop it, Ventriloquist. Just go with the plan. Uh, yeah, he likes it. He likes it. I'm telling you, Ventriloquist, even though he's Mikey, you end up with Ventriloquist. You know, I know he's a bad guy, right? Is he evil bad? Yes, he is. But it doesn't matter. Yes. He's still an old man who's there waiting on. And I think that Tom King's playing on you the have fact too much that sympathy for I, the I'm telling you, but the thing is in this, he is kind of just this guy who's at the beck and call. He's Alfred. And I think that, that that's what Tom King is kind of leaning. Why? That he's this. But I'm saying, though, he's ending up wanting to show you that that Thomas Wayne is a real badass by punching ventriloquist for no reason. But this is the same as if you end up having, you know, Thomas Wayne go outside the Wayne Manor and kick a baby. I mean, that's all it is. Kick a dog. Or Why didn't he just have Batman go up and punch Jim Gordon in the face? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is what he does. When people get angry or he wants badass. them to see that they are at their <laughs> you lowest. Got me or a ba- yeah, they start punching badass. people. They just punch people. And it's just because it's ventriloquist, he can get away with life. this. 
he punched and you know alfred are doing it just it's nonsense it's complete nonsense and so you just go and he walks through you know the badass moment where he walks through the bat cave and all the bat family appear to be dead i mean they look dead so you go through but it's it's now getting to what I always bring up with you. It is now eight legged freaks. If you're a spider, you know, guy who hates spiders, it it's too or ridiculous. It's too ridiculous to even take for, you know, serious now of these things. Like you're supposed to think that, yeah, Alfred, oh my God, you know, you could kill Alfred. Maybe he'll come back, maybe he won't. But when you end up showing that the whole Bat family pretty much is now decimated, at least the ones who showed up, they all appear to be dead. And there's something I think up, and it's out. just it's just goofy. Yeah, but this is the thing though. They have now been there. They ain't waking up. And he, it, you, you think that a Thomas Wayne of this deal is just going to let them sleep it off? If they're knocked out, he's putting them somewhere. He's going to tie them up. He's not just going to let them lay there and wake up and then have control of the Batcave. I, I can't they, tell you what this Thomas Wayne would do about anything. I'm, I'm saying, though, this is a Thomas Bruce Wayne who just ended up shooting yeah, shooting them. So I don't think – I think you're – and this is the thing. You, you don't know what's going on because of the fact that Tom King won't tell you. But just Thomas Wayne just walking through without any concern of them maybe you know jumping up right then and getting them. I mean if they're just knocked out, you don't know when they're going to wake up. I think that he's playing off that he killed them all, especially at the end where he shoots what appears to be possibly Bane in the head, Tom, uh, Batman in the gut, and it looks like Catwoman to me is dead. She broke her neck and she's dead. And then he just says, all right, that's how it's supposed to be. Fetch me the pirate. And you're like, okay, what the fuck are you playing with? Now, this is all a fucking dream. It's going to end up being like fucking Damien's dream when he was there before Alfred got his neck snapped. Who knows? But it I just know, ends you, you up. You shoot Bane in the head. You, you, you freaking shoot Bruce in his belly like that. He can, he's a doctor, Jim. He can work out. Give me the pirate. Go put your whammy on my son so we can stop doing this bullshit now. Yeah, I'm telling you, you wouldn't shoot him in the, in the stomach. And in fact, if you were going to do that, also, I'm looking. Catwoman. Now it appears didn't even hit the ground first. She's got a blood splatter on that wall and down. It oh, yeah, looks like there's the blood. Yeah. Looks like there's blood pouring out of her freaking you know head. There something's going on. I just think that if you were going to do the whammy on Batman, you would end up you know maybe shooting him in the leg or something. You don't want to try to kill him, but you know it looks like he might be dead too. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but I don't think anybody that we see going down here is going to end up like that. I think it's all been a ruse and then it'll be a dream just like everything else that he does and then you'll get skeets now we have time travel we'll go back we'll end up picking a flower throwing it in the bay and then something will grow you'll have batman who looks like a freaking you know they end up slim good buddy where you see his guts and stuff and all that fun we'll, we'll just do that then he'll decide he will see he'll be in a dream world he'll end up having a kid in that world you know even though he has damien but that doesn't matter he has this little kid real and decides kid. he decides to stay in the dream world at the end of that Not or man. Oh no, what? I'm I'm a robot. I certainly didn't have enough vision to see that. And then it'll end there. It'll just have all the endings all rolled up into one, all ending with Kyle Rayner going to Earth and discussing the plans going forward with the Omega Men. Boom. It all ties everything in. It's nonsense. And I love Michael Yannon's art. This, I thought some of the panels were off. I think that some of these things might have been changed. I think that some of the things weren't as clean looking as what he usually has, especially. And maybe it's it was a choice. But the Thomas Wayne going through the Batcave, 
did not have a look of what he usually has in my mind. Some things didn't look as detailed. Some things looked a little off, like that wasn't going to be and that was put in at the last second. And a lot of the things, too. He doesn't really go with that John Romita Jr. scratchy shadowing a lot. He went with that this. And I don't know if that, again, was a purpose or if this was something that was right. It just seemed kind of the deal. Also, I just want to point out that you have where you have not had Bane in the classic look until he ends up being that here just so he could take it off. Like we, we haven't seen classic Bane in so long. And then he's there well, with the mask, Bane all the things Alfred's going on. And that's the only yeah. little bit we get. And that seems to be set up, you know, for this, that if you're but the whole thing hinged on him taking off things, even though we've seen, he usually now doesn't have Tom on. King's Bane. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. But uh, because of that, I'd give it a 4.5. What would you give it? Hit that button. Fuck you! Uh, I was going to say, what? (laughs) I I, I was going to hit this one because I I end up, there's a guess. What do you. I love this, Eric. I know. I, you know. I was singing Nothing that you told me all, about all week. I was singing that all week too. <laughs> Just going around singing. So there it is. It is. He's bananas. driving me this bananas. Sh- this shit is bananas. But no, the thing is, that. even with me enjoying Mike uh, Michael Yannon's art for this one, it's just that half the backgrounds were just it was just color. There's no backgrounds. The whole thing. Even though yeah. I liked the way the characters looked, there's just nothing really to any of this. And the story's nonsense. It's garbage. It's going nowhere. Nothing's set up. And I don't. I can't assume that anything's even going to finish. So I'm not I, enjoying this Batman. It's going to end up with more narration again. You, you, that's all he does to tie things in at the end. He never shows you anything. It's always at the end. Oh, shit. I, and this is what I said. He had a set amount of issues. Pace these out. Give us some info. You started out the city of Bane as if you were going to do this thing where two issues in, you'd find out what exactly was going on with it. He's done, it seems, with that. We're never going to oh, you yeah. know, see that. Just the idea... That, done and the, done. Just the idea that the U.S. government is fine with this as long as the you know crime is down is just completely ridiculous. It, that that doesn't US make government. sense Classic in government. any reality, it, a comic book or not. It just doesn't make sense. And then you have this nonsense with a lot of fan service one-liners. I mean, what is this Commando? Because I it's like not, the first because time. I like Commando. You know, and this is Running Man minus. The Running Man, minus anything and just nonsense. But we're going to go off now to the mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh, yeah, it's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh, yeah, it's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh, It is mail with Eric and there's only one mail tonight. That usually happens when we have a Patreon only podcast. There's, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't going to mail in because they bailed on us. I don't want any parts of you. Uh, But yes, it is Ruben. Ruben hasn't written in a lot lately. So that's cool. And I can only wish that he could see how I wrote his name. I'm looking at it now. Who am I, Brandon? R-U-E. B B A N. I wrote. I, I'm telling Ruben. you, I it, it, yeah, really. How do you spell I, I can't it? see. I, well, really, I mean, that's the classic way of spelling it. Rue meaning to shame, ban meaning to let go. Star. Of. So there you go. Dis 
Ass Star is what it is. And if you want to be the disass star of the podcast like Ruben, you and can why, end up you? and email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And we read every single thing, including the bad stuff. Which kind of Ruben has? He's going to throw a little shade at me. The bad bad stuff. stuff. I don't want that. You know, people yelling and screaming. I used to like just love when people would say things about you. That was the best. They say things about me. Yeah, maybe that won't quite make the podcast. Somehow I I didn't see that one come through the pipeline. Uh, But Ruben ends up throwing some shade at me. You will see. You'll see. And you know what's going to happen then? I'm going to stick it right down his craw. Is what I'm going to do and prove him wrong is what I'm going to do. Right. Really, he says you're a good guy. I don't need to prove shit. That is every so, uh, podcast. This is one of those mails that you read ahead of time? No, I just saw one thing Prepared in here. I did not. Here's the deal. You'll see. No, I ended up seeing Seattle Sounders uh, mentioning this. I'm like, all right, I'm out. And then ended up seeing something else. So I read one sentence. I'm like, oh, you're going to be wrong. But Ruben says, hi, Jim and Eric. At least he What's knows up, Ruben? the proper – you know, way of saying that. My local soccer team, the Seattle Sounders, that seems like it's one of those things like, uh, you know, my local, you know, baseball team, Jim's Bombers. We we play down at the gun club. I mean, it's it's his, it's a city's team, but it's his local team. It's playing in the final, league final on Sunday. Oh my, for all the marbles. What what do they call that? The World Cup, Eric? Is <laughs> No. So I'm pretty Maybe. distracted. He's pretty distracted. The local cup? Yes. No, this is the MLS Cup, I would believe. I'm sure they have some name for it. Maybe the Macklemore Cup. You'll see why I say that, because I just saw his name in this, too. Before you make fun of me, oops. <laughs> oh, oh no. The tickets sold out in 10 minutes. I, that is impressive for five tickets. Eric, where where is my, you know, thing? I, I end up doing this. I have such What's great jokes, thing? right? You know, my boom boom. What's that called? The rim shot? Oh, your rim shot. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you always think of something else when I say that, but that's fine. I know that you're down with the, the brown, Eric. I, I know that that's your thing. Um, But I'm trying to find it now. I'm just saying anything. Well, we know what and you're I, doing. I can't find it, Eric. I, you're I saying a lot saying, of things, but you're not saying where, anything at the same time. It's weird. is it? Where is it, Eric? Okay. It's I probably think on the VRs. I think I found it. There you go. That's that's pretty wow. good, right? Do you like that? I, I found it, Eric. Also, I, don't I even found remember what another, the fucking punchline was I anymore. I found another. Hey, hey, you're gonna find out in a minute. I'm gonna get my car and give you the punchline, right? Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Oh my! Uh, he ends up saying that t- it sold out in ten minutes. Do you like that? Do you like Ain't the chicken no wings? Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Uh, people are paying eight hundred dollars for any seat at ground level. <laughs> I call that those people cr- idiots. <laughs> That's crazy. I call them soccer fans. You're going to tell me the same. You're not a big soccer fan, right? You're I'm not, not a big like anything that. fan. I will you're tell like, you. You're going to make me leave my house? I'm not happy about it. Me and you both growing up, you did hear the idea of soccer because of the fact that a lot of young kids continuously, they were really playing soccer a lot. Soccer became oh, yeah, a big thing for, for kids to play. Yeah. I, and so I played in high school. And so the thing is, you ended up with the idea that, okay, eventually, and I was told this, it was, you know, basically the idea of learn the metric system, learn how to speak Chinese, and everybody is going to love soccer when you get older. It did take a while, but it's hit. It actually did end up happening. It just took a we little longer than They all do speak Chinese now. You're right. No, no. I'm talking to metric system, Eric. Listen ah, here, there. Where's the uh, that looks like one of those decameters, right? Uh, you, you know, hey, anybody so have seven stones, ten of this? That's my metric system, right? That works out. 
uh, says, I also found out today that Macklemore is giving a pregame performance in a park near the stadium. The hype I don't want a postgame. Macklemore. He's still around. Soccer matters. He changed that haircut. Hey, he's hanging because, out at local Jesus soccer Christ. fucking tournaments. No, he's also – I hope he got rid of that Nazi haircut of his. Soccer matters in a handful of cities, and I love being in one of them. Keep your fingers crossed for me that the Sounders lift the MLS Cup. I was right. Crossing you would think my that fingers. by now they'd come up with something else. I guess they don't have like a enough of a history yet to – change that name to something you know the the <laughs> david beckham cup yeah is it is that it could, could the you do that Spice cup the pete best you know and then, i don't know why i the said Pele that cup. he's he's on the beatles <laughs> the pay, uh, yeah the pele cup do it you know just do all these uh you know there you go if you don't i will be miserable for the next week so if they don't win He'll be miserable. Uh, I hope that he. I hope they win. I'm cheering for them. There you go. I don't care. I might even, maybe I'll watch. Right. <laughs> I, I really like Premier Soccer for like two and a half years, and then I just ended up with other things to do. How was your week? As I always say to everybody who asks, very shitty. Thank you. Did you spend last you Sunday swimming and vomit because your daughter got sick? Because that's what he did. I think I'd be vomiting if I found out I had a daughter. As like, well. like, are you, like, did you ever fill up a swimming pool here? What are you doing? Yeah, that's swimming what he's, in he's into that. My wife was laughing so hard, but then our Sexy. daughter peed through her pants, covering my wife in urine. This, this right. story is, I, I is got, I got a lot of questions. How old's your daughter? Now, well, <laughs> they're very young. Like two. Thank so God. I think she's. I'm telling you, I guess. How about 20 year old daughter? I'm telling you, this is the thing. If Nils came in late on the story, he, he calm down, Nils. This isn't one of your stories. This is not that. You read. It wasn't quite as funny to, to her then. Parenting's a real joy sometimes. And as soon as my daughter got sick, I knew it was just a preview of what was in store for me this week. I spent Wednesday with now my head you, on a Ruben. toilet waiting for the job to end. The just good another news Monday. Is that it was only one of those severe 48, uh, 48 bugs, 48 hour bugs. So I have recovered. Usually I'm like there, I'm looking for a quarter or something. Anyway, Jim, I wanted to share my thoughts. Man, and I ask dropped of yours. my sandwich down here. Yeah, really. I'm like, why, why do I keep eating candy on the toilet? Uh, he, he ends up saying he wants to know what my thoughts of the Sandman universe presents Hellblazer is since you teased me I know that too. you would review it with Reggie. Is that really going to happen? See shade. Shade's being thrown. That much shade. And as, as I this only imagine that you taught, actually recorded that thing because you got this mail early. Oh, I, I did. I ended up seeing this and I, I called up Reggie and said, you're getting on. Let's get on. <laughs> it's on, buddy. We're talking that. <laughs> no, we were talking all week. Me and Reggie couldn't coordinate schedules or, you know, enthusiasm possibly. Yeah. Um, so I could tell you what I think of it, but boy, would that be spoiling the thing? Uh, I think that, I think that, uh, Ruben will be pleasantly surprised with how much I like that first oh, man. issue. It's not my turn into a costume well, fan. Here's now? the thing, though. You've already heard my book of the week, you know, in a little roundabout deal to, to lift the veil. <laughs> yes, I have. It wasn't the Sandman Universe Presents, but is that because it was last week's book, Eric? You oh, Justin's hard to beat at this point. You will never you know. You went way high on that one. Yeah, well, still, though, if I really like this, right? Do you, can you guess what I gave the Sandman Universe Presents Hellblazer? Now, I'll, I'll give you a little Seven couple of hints. 
You son of a bitch. That's what I gave it. I was even going to give you a hint. Yes, I gave it 7 out of 10. And uh, so did Reggie. And trustworthy 7 out of 10. What was I going to give it going in that I told Reggie before? What was I going to give it? 6.5. A 1. Eric, I was furious. No, about a 6.56. I said I didn't realize, but once we talked about it, I actually ended up convincing myself to like it more because of one big thing in it that you'll never know, but I think you would like it. Smoking. Uh, No, cursing. No, it's just something that happened. Uh, more of what didn't happen Did he, there. You tell me that he fucking made like <laughs> a comment a about the Beatles all of a sudden you loved it? Yeah, no, we're playing a guessing game about this. I don't know why we're doing this. But no, it was more of what wasn't in the comic than what was in the comic, right? That, that, huh. that And it made sense. Maybe I'll go have to go and read the Hellblazer that, now. Then what we're coming into next was I ended up – Reviewing and reading the black, uh, the uh, you know that black stars, dark stars, that nonsense, yes, nonsense stars. there, uh, and that I ended up going lower because of what was in that and what wasn't. So you'll, you'll have to see. That's coming up next. Though. A lot of nonsense. I thought that it didn't was make great. sense. Probably no, no, no. Flowery verbiage. You'll hear uh, that being uh, mentioned, but I don't want to spoil it too much. I thought it was great, Why and I am increasingly becoming a fan of Cy Spurrier. Uh, the dreaming has been consistently excellent. I picked up Coda on John Jack's recommendation, which is also excellent. Cy, it does seem like Cy Spurrier can do a lot of things, Eric, and except selling books. Oh my, that's shade. Where, where is that? You have the rim shot. What are you doing? It's, I have to shift a little. <laughs> I ended up going back. <laughs> I know. We lost. Ah, yes, yeah. It, it's it's one of those. He he's a good writer. I will tell you that. I, I did enjoy it, and I think he is a good writer. He seems to be a master at providing f- providing oh. nods to the past without really telling old stories. I, I did mention that as well, Ruben. But the problem is, if you don't like or know those old stories, you, you don't know what the fuck's going on. But Master. I thought it was really clever to take Constantine from the final battle of magic where evil conquers good and sends him back to time to the present where he does not entirely recognize. What is he reviewing this? What is this? A backdoor review? Tell me more. Is this gorilla reviewing here? Because it's more like a chimp review. Then when Sai shows off one of his major allies dying, I got a real sense of the future being unknown. Moreover, putting Constantine on a collision course with Tim Hunter is brilliant. Not for me. I don't give a rat's ass about Old Tim Harry Hunter. Potter you know, Tim, yeah, that's all I said. Hey, he's Harry Potter's. Constantine's the kind of asshole he came up before Harry Potter, Jim. So I can't wait to see what happens. And that's the issue. I will again this, and actually, all in all, this is on the Patreon only, Robin. You're ruining it, but. I did say I came to the realization reading this that I fucking hate Constantine. And one of the reasons is he's just not a good guy. And no matter what you write him as, here's what I said. I want to see if this makes sense to you. You know that I like asshole characters. I like a guy guard. I do. I like a Damien, right? So the thing is, yes, I do center on that part of the body. You end Uh up having a guy gardener and a Damien Wayne. They're assholes. They're assholes because of their nurture. Not necessarily their nature. So when you end up I'm, having I'm out of here when you this. end up having them reveal their true self, it is that they really do care more than they're letting on. They really are nicer than their bravado and their tough facade. The problem is Constantine will pretend he's good, but his nature is to be a complete and utter asshole and a selfish asshole at that. 
And I can't get behind that. I just don't like a character like that when he ends up like he just said. He would kill a kid. Yeah, I said that. That's what I see. You have to listen to the review. I said, I read these guys to be better than me. I don't need a Constantine who is an asshole where I actually say, you didn't go far enough. Constantine, why did you care about one person? Uh, so I can't wait to see what happens. I have a theory that Sai is modeling this Constantine on Darren Brown, a British mentalist, because some of the cons oh, Constantine pulls their performances I've seen Darren Brown provide. Oh, old Darren Brown. Is it? Did he make oh, the dear. London bridges disappear? Because I just think he's the British David Copperfield, Eric. That's what he is. Because, you know, you have this. It's a cool take. I recommend this Constantine to anybody in the GFC. And it doesn't seem like you're going to need to know much about the old Vertigo Constantine to enjoy it. I do not think that this is going to sell well. It it didn't sell well before. And now you're just doing this. And I, I asked on the thing as well. And I asked Reggie, I want to ask you, how many, how many fucking, you know, chances does this book get? I mean, it has been redone as a trillion. I end up thinking this is it because we did see a lot with, hey, it's because he doesn't get the curse or he doesn't smoke as much. I mean, really? That's it? He curses and smokes a ton in this. So if if that's what you've been waiting for, you got that in spades. I still don't think it's curse, smoke, and dick people over. I don't want it. Really? And don't give him a heart of gold. He is a heart of shit. Well, I should get out the, uh, the door to catch the bus home and prepare for a weekend of joy or misery or maybe even joy yeah. what up what up and pain, and pain. i hope he does. What, what else come what on, else come on. sunshine come on come on and rain pop it up pop it up it's <laughs> a little little impromptu deal that's good luck right that's good luck for the sounders it always has been for me you, you like that you like that name now we're not talking about you know the doctor who episode that is uh, solid gold for you. that that is definitely the Look, 13th Rob hour gets me is late definitely too. there yeah, really. That's more of a, you know, uh, it Eleventh. takes two to make thing go right. And that is adios from Ruben. He's going to be doing the sounders. Dance things. Close. <laughs> can we da- I don't know that those are close dances. Uh, can you imagine no, that you end up having it takes two going and me and you are cheek to cheek, just slow dancing because we're so in love. No, no. I'm pretty much just freaking, you know, rubbing myself against you at this point. Well, really, if me and you are going to dance, I'm going to get something in an area that's going to be You're very trying to odd, twerk. Right? I'm just freaking humping the air. Damn not right. the air. Yeah, really? <laughs> that's what you call my mouth now? Oh my, that, that is not, no, a, no. That is not no. appropriate. <laughs> oh goodness. But yeah, that's the end of the mail. We got that one mail and we took too long doing that one mail. And now we have uh, two mails and now we have a party. And now we do. And now we have dance partners here and possibly inappropriate behavior. But we're going to go off now to so, so. listen to me and Reggie not talk about Hellblazer, but talk about the old Green Lantern continuation with his Black Star nonsense. Uh, and you'll see that Reggie. She really likes it. And, <laughs> and here's the best. You want to hear some funny shit? Here's my joke of the night. I We get on. So I'm like, okay, Reggie, I'm setting up the ready. room. Oh, I do. I just went. I, I get on. They're there. And I said, all right, well, you know, and how we do it. I'm like, okay, we're going to talk about this. We're going to get. You know hey, how we do. Yeah, yeah, you know how we roll. And I'm like, all right, we're going to do this, <laughs> this, and this, or whatever. And, and Reggie's like, well, aren't we going to wait for Eric? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to wait for Eric, all right. And then I said, That's the like, best joke you've told all night. I, I said to him, and this was about the Black Stars. And I said, really? I said, I think he's like four issues behind on just the Green Lantern. He's done. He's like, really? He, he's really done. And, it, it's garbage. Uh, yeah. 
I said, yeah. And I said, I think that we're going to have a lot of times that me and you are going to be talking with each other. That Eric ain't going to be around. I said, there's those bigger books that, yes, it'll be there. But don't count on him being here with this nonsense. So we ended up doing it's some not stuff. a continuity bullshit. And then, and then at the end, Reggie said, oh, you know what we should do? Me and you should talk all the Black Label books. <laughs> You totally should. Well, and you know how I am. I'm like, we'll talk about it because maybe we will mix in some more because people are more into that. But you ain't going to be doing that. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll tell you how Black that label. is during the week. Smile, I'll, I'll fill you in and you'll fill me yeah, out him. is what you're well, going to we, do. We totally need four or five more Joker, Joker or Harley books to go it's along the with that Black that Label. the only thing that sells. I'm telling you, they, <laughs> they do sell. So doesn't there you mean go. it's good. No, it doesn't. I said that in the news podcast today, which you will hear at the end of the week. Oh my! No, no, joke, just later on joke, in the week, not the end. Central. <laughs> yeah, you will. Uh, but we're gonna go up to me and Where Reggie. Where am I gonna get all my news from, Jim? Yeah, really. I don't know, Eric. I don't know. Oh, probably Newsarama. I've been asking all along why that would be. Oh, that's where I get it. So there you go. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. But but then you would not get my hot takes, Eric. There they are. The hot takes. Now, believe me, I'll get them. <laughs> yeah, I'll be yelling. Multiple at, times. I'll be yelling all week. Man, you're not even paying attention to me. All right. And then I, then you end up. Th- Fuck you. That's what I end up getting. And then I realize I've gone too far. How dare I tell you the top 10 books of October? I just stepped over a boundary I didn't know was there. But that is We've the end. We've already talked that about that. That is the end here. I know. That's the end here. And we're going to go off to me and Reggie. Brightest day and brightest night. No evil escape my sight. No war threats, evil mites. Aware of my power, greens light. Greens. Greens light. light. The I want to know what the Warford is. <laughs> it, it sounds like it's like some sort of like a fancy <laughs> sandwich. That, that they would make at a hotel. Oh, that's the Warford. You, you don't know of that? Uh, bring the me old... a Warford, please. <laughs> I want two Warfords. <laughs> Sir, nobody can eat two Warfords. I said, give me two. I uh, two You today. hear what I say? <laughs> How dare you? I am I am Jim Werner. I want two Warfords. <laughs> or else you'll get Green's Light. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Here we, here we are to talk. Uh, what I I had no idea going into this that it was a three issue miniseries, <clears throat> and it is Green Lantern Black Stars, and I I didn't know. I thought maybe it was six. I, I don't I thought, even know. I thought what it I was thought. six too, but yeah, you can yeah, see on yeah, the yeah. cover right there, three yep, issue three. miniseries. And baby. so that's fine because you know this is just a little bit of a break. It's a break for Liam Sharp. It's kind of this side story. I hope because you, you can't tell me if somebody says to me like, well, Grant Morrison wanted to do this to kind of, you know, relax a little. You better not tell me that because the whole 12 issues led to this. So we have this going on. And, you know, people who were reading the Black Lan- or the Black Lantern, the uh, Green Lantern book. Uh, I don't know. I, I see reviews, but I wonder what people think because I like Sir Monaco's art and I like it in this. It's nothing like Liam Sharp's, you know, oh. He and he doesn't really try too much. Yeah, there's wacky characters and things like that, but you're not going to get the crazy detailed stuff and things like that. But in the I, meantime, I, would, I think I it works better. I would say this better. is more standard, but, all, but yeah, at the same is. time, it is complex. I mean, there are some pretty yeah, there's some know, stuff going on. pages and stuff. 
And and I ended uh, up uh, he Zermonico's a friend of uh, Bruno Redundo's, and I've mentioned this before. I actually talked to Zermonico on a Skype call once. Zermonico doesn't speak English, so we ended oh. up just talking to each other, and not a, I don't know what he said. I have no idea except that afterwards Bruno Redundo told me what he said, and it was nothing what I was saying back to him. It, it was the biggest bunch of nonsense ever, nice. uh, but it made me laugh. Um, but I I've always liked his art, but. The thing is, it's it's a tough thing to follow a Liam Sharp when, like you said, his art is good, but it is more standard. It, it isn't one of those where it's like, oh, man, that's your Monaco. He's a wacky artist. It, it's standard in the point. So yeah, I, I hope that people give it a chance. Now, the other thing is I do like it that it's different kind of standard art because I do want to see what people think when they do reviews and they can't use half the review saying how great Liam Sharp's art is because sure, I, sure. I, I, everybody <laughs> knows I have a lot of problems with old Grant Morrison uh, and a lot of them, they come up here. Uh, but if you can get past them, I don't know. This is something that you can enjoy. And if you if you have been enjoying the Green Lantern book, then you're already a whack job in my mind. Sure, so you, sure. you'd enjoy this. You, Reggie, and all your whack jobs, you can enjoy this book. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I, I, don't know if could, I don't know if you could pick this up and, and enjoy it straight off as it is. No, I'm saying if you did enjoy the stuff before, yeah, sure. there's no reason uh, not to enjoy yeah, this. Yeah, definitely if, if you've been following along this far. And I think Germanico's <laughs> art serves this story yeah. a, little, a little better because I, it is sort yeah. of... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't. It's, just, it's definitely not esoteric. No, I'm saying of, it's, it's more it's of a mechanical s- type deal. Exactly, it's more of, yeah, yeah. It's more of what that sort of thing. What you see is what you get. Yeah. Uh, it gets a little. It gets a little weird later on when Controller Move visits, but even then, it's not like as weird as it was it's in not. some of the issues with Liam Sharp. So I, it, I, it works very well. I have some issues still, and it, they're just Grant Morrison <laughs> issues. And and when I I think that when I'm reading it. It legitimately is in my mind. It becomes very personal. I, I sit there. I, I go. I open up. Read three sentences. Now it's personal. There, Grant, and I start reading because I swear to God, he he in his mind, he's tuned in with me, and then does the exact opposite of anything that I can follow or or get along with. Because uh, I'll tell you why. Because the guy has imagination. I made the joke earlier to you off the deal. He has imagination because nobody can come up with the most imaginative way to take three panels to describe the most mundane thing and so by the end of these three panels where i realized that all he has just said is hal opened a door i I, i'm furious that i ended Uh, up having to take that much time to realize (laughs) what he said there there is a reason for it i mean they're they're sort of telling the the uh grand story of the black stars and how they how they brought peace to the galaxy but it is exactly like you say. You are reading for pages to see the most mundane thing happen. And, and what happens when is it's something yeah. that could be shown. That's the other yeah. thing also is you don't get everything that is t- – you have to read to know what's happening because not everything is going to be expressed well, through the I mean, art, I'm t- you know? even, even if you ended up having uh, Beelzebeth say – like all she's going to say is, hey, how, uh, you know, this is crazy. You know, calm down a little. You might want to sit. But we're supposed to get married. But but yet it has to be this convoluted speech and this deal. And by the end, when you do have people say you have to read Grant Morrison more than once to get what's going on, I don't mind that if the payoff at the end of those two readings is is something bigger. Because this story is just starting out. It's three issues. And this isn't exactly 
the craziest story. I mean, you're in this, you know, side deal. We'll get you through the credits in a second, but the, I want this to be more like what Hal's doing in this is, you know, the most swashbuckling, you know, thing we've seen the scene kind of in Star Wars. We saw it in Thor Ragnarok, where you end up having these things going on, very cinematic, very fun. But the dialogue and what's going on around it always ends up tying me down a little, so I can't enjoy it as much because I'm sitting there scratching my I, head because I'm a I can dummy. Understand that. And then it's the thing <laughs> no. is, maybe this is the book where you have to be a Star Trek fan and not a Star Wars fan. I'm a Star Wars fan because I don't want to deal with this, you know, yeah. philosophical nonsense. I, I want to know who the bad guy is because he breathes funny and, and he kills people. That's all I you're need. Ba- you're, ba- uh, you're basically Luke Skywalker in yeah. the first one, where you're That's like, I, I want to join. I want to. Be- yeah, fly pilot yeah. now. <laughs> but I was going to go to Tushy Station and get my power converters. And then I was like, that. Yeah, look at me. I'm on a planet with two suns and socks. That's what I want. And I don't need the idea where Kirk is going planet side to decide if if he should end up letting this one thing survive. I'm telling you, it gets too far out in the the ether for me and that's what he does with all of his scripts and and i wonder again if sir monaco maybe he learned some english by now i can call him up again and say when you get a script is there any time and this is anybody liam sharp who i could ask this to and actually i may i want to know if he gets a script now grant morrison in my mind he is a bit of a controller mule himself, probably when he does this and says, <laughs> I want this, I want that. We, I've seen, you know, different people, different scripts, they'll right, be right, very right. generic and you can fill in the blanks. But if Grant Morrison doesn't fill in the br- blanks and he gives us, I want to know when one of these artists write back and say, the fuck is going on there? Because you want me to draw some. I don't even know what you're talking about. And if right. he has to explain it or if he explains it right away. I've, but I've never looked at one of his scripts, but yeah, I'm I sure they look. are full scripts. I have, have a feeling they're is, very yeah. full. I'd have to think very so. Uh, yeah. But because he is working with things that, you know, you know how he would roll. Like just this little angle will mean something exactly. more. And I get yeah. out of town. Uh, but give us the blurb there, Reggie. This is Green Lantern Black Stars number one writer Grant. Morrison artist Zermanico, colorist Steve Olaf. Black Star, am I? You can call me Hal. When I'm busting up your planet, I ain't your pal. Belzareth keeps it in control, and one way or another, you pay your toe. Moo is chillin', Hal is chillin'. What more can I say? Super villain, that's what we get. Got it good, and since you understood, you can let me know when the lanterns turn. Join the Black Star's army and then got stern. Was it because of the wishing machine? Well, that's bullshit because that's a dumbass thing. Yes. Yeah. So what we (laughs) seem to be having is the controller mule dream world, you know, that Hal ended up wishing for. But is this, well, what sort of wish, you know, that's what it is. He ends up in it and it's a weird deal where he, we have this, but yet, he still knows like a lot of times these will happen and you'll start out and how will have no idea that you had the wishing machine that there were green light. You know, you would wake up in this brand new world as if it was the new thing or always the thing for you, actually. And this right. is not the case. He ends up having, you know, dreams about the wishing machine and he talks about it and they seem to all remember that stuff, that this is more of a. Hey, you, you gave us this opportunity to do all this stuff. This is great. Thanks a lot. The wishing machine was awesome. All that stuff. And eh, awesome. I mean, this isn't exactly, you know, a brave new world here. Yeah, this this is pretty it's bad. It's Controller Moves version of yeah. Peace Across the Galaxy, which is 
join or die. And uh, a lot of cruelty is involved and a lot of basic slavery. The one thing I think that might might have really been shocking to you was that there were actually Green Lanterns in this book that were doing something. Yeah, even yeah. though even though <laughs> even though they were on the Black Stars, you actually see Jessica yeah. Cruz. Yeah, it looked uh, like Jessica Cruz Simon and, and Simon. Yeah, You're like whoa, these guys are actually like yeah, doing they're, they're something there. instead of standing around talking. I'm like, or wait not a second, being there, Jessica's right? not in the ghost sector anymore. Right? Oh my, exactly. this is a, like, this is a better world. Oh, I love it. Uh, but yeah, you saw them, and at the beginning, you even see, and that's the thing that makes me wonder how this is going to wrap around because it is more of a you know, a Mew, you know, dream type deal, not a how, and it was Hal's wish. Right. And so what was the actual but wish? But does seem aware, and I think it's because it must be because he was a component of the wishing yeah. machine. So he's yeah. like and aware And also of- the idea of this was seemed to be a, um, you know, a plan by the, the uh, what's it called? The Guardians, when they said Hal has to go yes. with the plan and he'll, and so you see that, you know, the plan, if they, thought it outright would be that they realized that they'd be wiped from existence in this side pocket, whatever it is, because we're not really getting the full deal of what exactly it, it will end up being and how you'll get out of it. But yeah, how has to go with the flow and he's there. And I, I mean, even at the end, you have a uh, pretty much the most planet of the apes type uh, kind of reveal. <laughs> so you have that. But as you go through this, this is what well, I'm saying. Well, that- so what it is, is they visit, they basically visit three planets. They visit yeah. planet Oa, which is, and they even joke about it. It's in ruins as always. It's you yeah. know, it's it's always in between being in ruins, and this time it's I can't remember what it was. They even mentioned what it was last time that destroyed Oa. But yeah, yeah. The, the creatures from Ismalt, which are the ones that are they're from the planet that yeah, it's, uh, the, the, it's the, red, red Lantern, the Red Lantern, the Red Lantern from. planet. Yep, they're there, and they're 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 from that old Alan Moore story, and they're taunting. Everybody, you know, the, yep. you know, the, uh, Bel- it's Belzebeth and, uh, Hal Jordan or Parallax now yeah, that he's a yeah. black star. They're going through these ruins and they're talking to these creatures and she's basically like, well, how about you guys shut your mouth and, uh, you and know, join us and but, join yeah, us yeah. or we're going to kill you and she kills yeah. a couple of them, uh, yeah. on, and on the way. So, uh, they suit up, they join the black stars and then they go to the next planet, which I don't even know what it is, but, uh, similar type of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, to force them to join or die. And then they set up a planet for controller Moo's arrival, which is where you really start to see that this is a cult. Yeah. You know, they really gave a lot of imagery that I felt was similar to like classic, I don't know, like Krishna or Mooney's. Yeah. Like stuff like that. You know, put him, put him on a, put him on a, uh, you know, cushion and and it's weird too because by the end it's like he doesn't really even speak much you end no, up having yeah. beelzebeth that you wonder if she's kind of the one it makes who's you think of like the rajneesh forum thing which, yeah. which by the end of that it was just his like woman his like female consort was was running the show was running the show that's, that's what it seems this. like what's going yeah. on and then again you have grant morrison who yeah, I've read a couple things or at least looked into a couple things with him, and he is very, very into like exploring religion, cults, things like that. So it, sure. it makes sense. So yeah, you end up having this, and this is what I'm saying. You have a lot of talk here for, you know, angels working with demons to move continents into space, vast seas, you know, all these things being yelled about, but really it's very straightforward what they're doing. 
and, uh-huh. and how they're kind of going, especially like then you end up going to War World where they want to just get Mongol and things like that. And then, like I said, that to me is full out. You should have action movie fun. But instead, yeah, it's no, that it's Hal just go- a bunch of talk. Yeah, Hal goes down to kind of do things, and you think that he's going to do it his way, like I don't But he ends up just in the gladiator fight that we always see uh, with that on War World. As he's doing this, it does seem to be a you know a ruse, kind of a distraction. More of a distraction, yeah. But then that's where, and again, this is where. It is fun to read sometimes, but not always like the idea of I'm sending my hate missiles at you is what Mongol says to the the, the, I'm like, what what, a post of your love missiles. I mean, if you're going to send your love missile, I'm all for it there, Mongol, big boy. But really, that's what I'm saying. It's like and then it's like, oh, and every everything has to have these weird adjectives to it. It's not just like I'm attacking you. It has to be these crazy ways that he explains it. And it doesn't. Some people must love that. I don't. I just want you to give me like this planetismal you've built will be Marcronium plated for all. I'm I'm like, what? I like just stop. But they end up wanting to, you know, capture Mongol and Warworld, and they're going to give that. Yeah, Beelzebeth who says, I want to give this to you know Controller Mu as a gift. It's almost like one of those where Mongol, you're such a big bad, but I'm just going to destroy you and get your stupid Warworld as a gift to somebody. And they also want they also want uh, Mongol to be part of the deal, but he keeps turning them down and things like that. But then they basically say in, in a weird deal, which I thought was a pretty big part of it, is just basically if you don't join me. I will just remake you. And I'm like, okay, what, what is really going on here? Like, I, I want to see how that is. Does that just mean we're going to torture you and, and make you do this? Or is it something where they can reset things through this whole idea of what this universe is? The wishing, the wishing yeah, yeah. machine. Because you never know, yeah. because really that's my biggest problem. You go from a wishing machine into this kind of side book, the side universe thing. And what are the rules? Because I mean, you got here by a I mean, wishing that, machine. The There's no rules. The wishing machine. Yeah, that, you that's I mean? that, you're like setting the, it up by no rules. It's like so. the, the literary, the literary escape hatch to do whatever yeah, the hell you want. To do whatever so you want. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a little tough. ridiculous. But yeah, yeah, so you you do see some cool things. I mean, really, those red lanterns that you see that all of the guardians are dead. So on all of there's just these kind of trapped, you know, it, red lanterns just there. And they they can't leave, and that's where you have Beelzebeth say, join us, or you know you could just stay here and rot for all I care, but you can get freedom with that shit, like you said. But they are cool. I mean, the designs—they're not picking the you know just standard deal. I mean, these are crazy looking deal, including what I think <laughs> I might have what the tapeworm one oh. uh, possibly. Uh, <laughs> and, and so I I do like that. Uh, it's just. It's it's an okay issue. It just is wordy as hell for yeah. nothing much by the end. You're going to get this idea that Hal has to, you know, bond with Beelzebeth to kind of get this going on. And they're setting up the future of the, you know, Mew and he's gone. He, you have a successor, all these things going on. But then you're you're there and you're taken to this this great planet. The the planet that is the best. And it also goes day, you know, it, it counts down the days from like right. four to one. But you end up where, all right, we're going to make this great planet. This is going to be great. It's a paradise on Earth. I, it doesn't look it to me at points. You see weird monsters. But it even looks like a, a futuristic Athens kind of deal. 
And, you know, Mew comes and he's ready and this is going to be his big paradise. And then you see that it's Earth. And that's the, that's the big thing. Dun, it seems. Dun, yeah. Dun. And that's the big planet of the deep steel. Yeah, all the time. Oh, damn you. <laughs> he can talk. I can sing. You have all that going on. And so that, it's a cool ending. Uh, but again, what are the rules? What, what are we playing with here? Yeah. What, what's going on? Uh, so if you thought Grant Morrison was going to give you an issue that was going to recap uh, stuff that happened the last 12 years, you're really not going to get that. You're going to no, jump in here and do I this. I do think you – I mean uh, what you say about this writing is to. true. Yeah. Uh, it's it's dense. You know what I mean? Be be prepared to read yeah. uh, his stuff at least twice. You know, I'm not looking at this the fourth time. And this now I'm convinced that this issue does give you enough to yeah, understand the basics of what's going on. But yeah. it is prepare yourself for a, an extra, you know, curricular comic book reading yeah. experience because it's uh yeah, it's well, wordy and, boy. And here's where you you're right. It is. And here's where you're right is he's not going to rely on something right now that happened in, you know, issue three of those other books. You can go with the idea. Yeah, you may be confused a little like how did they get here? But we're kind of as well because it was just a wishing machine. Right. We're here. So right. I am expecting to see more of that. You have Beelzebeth. If you don't know who she is, you're going to have to look it up and, and go with that and things like that. But other than that, yeah, you can just read this as a deal. I think that some people would be, to, if they haven't read any of it and they go and like, just the idea that Hal goes by Parallax for his, his uh, black star would, name might confuse people. Yeah, you're they right, might have people right. like, okay, what's going I, on? But even that, that. But yeah. it's not fully, I'm saying, it, you're not really lost because we're all kind of starting again it's with true. this. Yeah. So I, I can see that. It's just that by the end of reading it a couple times, I, I don't see the payoff of three readings to get to know what's going on in here. I don't think that the story's as good as the amount of times that I would have to read it. Now other people are out there like, oh, you're a dummy. Well, that's that's the case. I, I can't say anything different. I, I ended up having to read this. And not even, I'm not saying pay, cover to cover. I'm saying that there are pages and things where I had to just sit back and like, what did he say? Let me look. And I'm like, oh, my, that didn't say anything. <laughs> that, just said that, that just said that the clouds moved away when Mew showed up. I, I, yep. I don't know why it, it had to be so fancy. It's very uh, flowery. You it know. is very flowery. But, you know, besides that, uh, what did you give it? I enjoyed it a lot. You know, it's now, like I say, the fourth time going through it. I'm more convinced than ever. It's just a very solid comic book. What Jim says about it being wordy and about being uh, effusive with the you know uh, vocabulary, yeah. it's very true. Although I, there's a reason for it because this is yeah. all sort of like the official story of you know, how the Black Star's peace came. Mm-hmm. But it does doesn't have to be this wordy. I don't know. At the same time, at four bucks a comic, you better you know do something. You get to your deal. Yeah, you get your deal. Uh, it's it's you could jump in and read this. I don't know why he would, and you would. No, be, I I don't know why. It's that just like you, it's just like you say where you would be. You'd walk away confused, but not really worse off than any of us. That you know, we're all kind of wondering yeah. how did this all happen in like the blink. And that's what these three issues are going to tell us, I assume. Uh, and I, I just I love the beginning to end, and I like the wordiness and how he uh, yeah. took the long way around to say this short thing. So I gave this one eight out of ten. Oh my, I give it a six. And I did like the art and I didn't hate it as much as some of the other stuff. Uh but yeah, I 
I just, when I go in, I, I do have to sit there and kind of take a couple deep breaths and realize that I'm going to be reading some things over again and, and to get this whole deal. And I did, but I did like the characters. I love those Red Lantern character designs. I just like the yes. one that's actually just like an ancient Greek statue. That cracks me up that that, that would do anything. <laughs> I, I mean, always I, get, love, I always get love attacked. All those guys. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like cool. Like pinhead style monsters oh, yeah. from yeah, the, just uh, crazy. Labyrinth box. Yeah, what do you so think, I don't. What do you think was better written? Was it this or the Return of the Jedi novelization? I think that this was probably better. Well, the Return of the, uh, the <laughs> Return of the Jedi novelization. When I read that, instead of watching the movie because it didn't come to Quakertown, at least I knew what was going on. But there was too much, and it ended up getting me caught that I didn't see the movie, and I was shamed. So oh. that was the worst. I'm telling you, I, I still remember where the what's your favorite was extra, scene? Was there extra yeah, shit? Yeah, because they were doing it from the script. From the not the, yeah, the actual deal. Script, yeah. So at one point, there was a lot more with the Imperial Guard. What you know, the guys in all red that would come yeah, down with, sure, with sure. the Emperor. And I end up like they're like, What's your favorite scene? I'm like, Oh man, I love when the Imperial Guard came and they did this, this, and this. And somebody's like, That didn't happen. I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah. I was just saying that it should have. And then I ran. <laughs> I ran And really what I what I used to do in those days, like just say I had like a kickball in my hand. And they're like, hey, what's going on? You know, what was your favorite? Oh, the Imperial Guard. Da, da, da. The, the one guy's like, hey, that didn't happen. Ball right to the balls. I would just throw the ball and hit him Ooh, in the balls. And then everybody would it. laugh at that Scatter. and forget. And then I, it's like sleight of hand. You there didn't you hear this. And, poof, <laughs> and I disappear. I am that gone. That was your Jedi mind oh, trick. Was. Listen, yeah, I'm like, someone's yeah, balls. It was. I'd hit him in the balls. And then I'd say, hey, look at that asshole. He got hit in the balls. And then they'd all forget. They'd all laugh. And then I just like dodge that <laughs> oh, that's bullet. Hilarious. Yeah, that's all I would do. But people were very shaming good. me because yeah, it didn't come to Quaker Town, but uh, it was straightforward. That was a very straightforward read. Yeah. Uh, this never is. But it, it, again, though, this is the difference between somebody who has three books on their pull list, and this is one of them, and they really enjoy it, or or also just you buy the book. I want to sit down and take some time with it. That's fine. You know, when you're trying to do this with every book and getting a gut feeling about them. You kind of have a different idea uh, of how things go. And uh, there is a difference between, you know, a fan and somebody who's trying to be a critic. And it's it's tough sometimes. And this is just, you know, ends up not being my thing. And it just infuriates me at times. But I can see the, the story. Like you said, it, it's kind of basic. It's got flowery stuff going on, but I did like seeing, you know, the other Green Lanterns there and these different type of deals to see how that works in and see why and, you know, whatever. And and really, if you want to go with the idea of Hal's doing most of the wishing, those are his Lanterns. He was their mentor at the right. beginning of Rebirth. It got away from that completely, but he and was even, the one who gave at them. the beginning of this, too, you know, they, they did the same thing where yeah. he, they, that was like his core team or yeah. something like that. And I would love to see whatever happened to that dual battery. I, who knows? But, <laughs> you know, maybe you'll have it here. But you end up where I do like, you know, seeing them and, and thinking that that's a cool twist of it. So that's that. But thank you, Reggie. Thank and, you uh, very much. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll figure out because, like I said, we're, we're in a state of uh, weirdness over here at D.C. where we don't even know what books to cover anymore and what to talk about and things. Obviously, we didn't even mention Eric because it's not even – Eric will be with me and you for certain books. Others, yeah. he's bailed, but it's also not just because he's lazy. That's 99% of it. But the one other <laughs> one other percent is it, it is tough 
to to have a, a three track recording for me right now and try to get things mashed. We are having a lot of problems. So just like your mic just had, Raji. But uh, yeah, we will, yeah. <laughs> but that is that. Thank you for coming on, uh, Reggie. And Thank I'll you. talk to you next week and we'll go on to some more books. This is Reggie here with his own section on the Weird Science DC Comics dot com podcast. Uh, uh, you know, people, a lot of people may not know this, but I used to have my own section uh, every week, very early on in the podcast's history, uh, called Reggie's Recklessness, where I would just sort of opine about comic book things. Uh, I think I did that for I don't remember half a year or something like that, and. Uh, that eventually got absorbed into recording uh, on the podcast with Jim and Eric and the rest of the uh, Weird Science Get Fresh crew. But anyway, um, I'm going to be reviewing a uh, book today for Jeremy Daw, a much more astute and talented person, but he has been called away. He hasn't been able to do his reviews, so I'm picking up Inferior 5 from him. Uh, I didn't do a written review because... I didn't really feel like it, to be honest with you. It just wasn't like a, a priority to me. But I will be covering, I think, the, probably the rest of the series, especially now that it's been uh, truncated to six issues. Jim tells me it was originally a 12-issue maxi-series, but now it is six issues, so I might as well run it out. This is issue number three, Plot, Pencils, and Script by Keith Giffen and Jeff Lemire, inked by Michelle Delecki and colored by Hi-Fi. I'm just really curious to know how Jeff Lemire and uh, Keith Giffen split up the plotting and scripting duties. Like, uh, I'm just wondering, you know, is it that Keith Giffen's doing all the plotting and Jeff Lemire does corrections and, you know, he's scripting dialogue in the balloons or uh, how do you, how do they do this? But I uh, figure they've worked out something that works for them. So, uh, so what this is, is this is really a deep dive into DC lore, this series. Um, it uh, takes place right after the events of the 1988 event, Evasion, Invasion, sorry, uh, which involved the Dominators, a race of yellow-skinned uh, aliens with the dots, big dots on their heads. Uh, they had come to planet Earth and set off a gene bomb, which was supposed to awaken latent metahuman ability. Oh, you know, it was supposed to kill metahumans, but it ended up wake- awakening latent abilities. Uh, the only metahumans I can think of that it, it killed with that had a lasting effect were the members of the 70s Doom Patrol. Uh, in my mind, that whole event essentially cleared the way for Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol to happen. That was really the lasting outcomes of it. But here in this series, we're directly after the events of invasion. Uh, the planet is still messed up. Cities are still pulling themselves together. And so we find ourselves in the uh, really crummy looking little disheveled town of Dangerfield, uh, Arizona. Uh, and there, uh, several people have convened. Uh, these are all people who have lost loved ones in the invasion, uh, a couple of kids that lost parents, one that lost a husband, 
Uh, I can't remember the other one, but you know, they all, they've all suffered some loss due to the invasion. Uh, and seems to imply they have some sort of latent abilities too, coming from the gene bomb. Currently it is Tina who looks a lot like, uh, gosh, with Velma from Scooby Goo. Just reminds me so much of her. Like it, it, it's not, a, it's not an accident. Uh, Justin, who just showed up, the blonde kid, but she says he's, that he's, uh, not long for this world. Uh, Teresa, who they call Dumb Bunny and Vance. And the reason they think that Justin won't be around long is because the group always contains five people and then the, the, but the fifth keeps dying. And she thinks that Justin's going to die. But for my count, there's only four people in the group now. So I don't see what the problem is or, or three, no, four people. So it seems like there's still room for even one more. Uh, so, you know, they're basically just trying to make it in this town where, uh, things are going crazy all the time. Turns out the dominators have not left, that they're still looking to invade by seeding in, uh, you know, surreptitiously that some members of their alien cadre, and then those people will take over from within, which is classic, you know, alien takeover stuff. Uh, meanwhile, there's one of their, they have like a couple of minions. It's really, it's really difficult to explain. Uh, one of them seems to be going around and doing the murdering of the extraneous members of this group who we'll just call inferior five. Uh, and he also marks certain houses with X's to delineate where he's going to show up. Uh, there's also like, there's just a lot of wacky stuff happening in it. Uh, but as far as I can tell at this point, uh, it's doing two things. Number one, it is a way for, uh, these writers to show off their, uh, arcane DC comics knowledge. Uh, in this issue, we see the, uh, return of DC comics superhero Tasmanian Devil, who first debuted in Super Friends number seven, October 1977 cover date. Uh, this is not the Warner Brothers. Tasmanian devil. This is a superhero, kind of a big furry Batman with a T on his chest, but he essentially, they're owned by the same company and he essentially has the same type of powers, but uh, he's showing up looking for his daughter and that's like causing wrinkles for the inferior five. And also then later there, Starro shows up, who of course showed up in Brave and the Bold, number 28, February, March, 1960, same place the Justice League of America debuted. Uh, and that's supposed to be, whoa, it's Starro. And he, instead of having the star minions that go and attach themselves to faces and take over the minds of people, they now explode on contact in contact because somebody thought that would be fun. And it's, you know, the thing is, it's not that it's not fun, but it really, this is a lot, a lot of Keith Giffen stories from the eighties where it's just like a lot of narration of people you don't know. Uh, talking, you know, just like, well, look what we're going to do now. Our experiments are going perfectly just as planned and wahaha, aren't we cruel? And then in the last panel, I mean, it's much like the Bugs Bunny where the, the, the last panel they pull out and Bugs Bunny is the artist all along. They actually did one. Keith Giffen did one where they pulled out an ambush bug had been drawing it all along. And uh, that's his character uh, who is like basically his Bugs Bunny to be frank. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see Ambush Bug show up in this series uh, before too long. Indeed, I have my own theory that one of the masked characters is Ambush Bug. 
but we'll find out if that's necessarily true. Uh, quite frankly, this comic is just too weird. Um, too much weirdness, not enough substance. I love the weirdness, and in fact, I love to see characters like Tasmanian Devil dragged out of mothballs, but uh, he didn't really do much with him. Just sort of like slap him, you know, had him run around, show off that he still exists. And the thing with Starro is like now, well, now Starro's like a member of the Justice League, and you know, Batman hangs out with a star in a jar called Jaro, and like he's a good guy, so having him show up is not really a startling thing, you know, this is like, well, he's just kind of a member of the regular DCU now, there's no big deal, so it really took any kind of punch out of that. Am I curious to know what's going to happen with these people? I guess uh, it's really posited as a big conspiracy with all these different scrawled notes that we see from Tina, and there's all kinds of leads as to like, different things that might be happening. Why are there no cars? Where are the adults? Da, 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 da. A lot of mysteries. And it just makes you think they're probably like a Petri dish situation set up by the dominators or even beyond that, maybe someone has set it up. So, you know, the dominators are part of that Petri dish too. Uh, but you know, yeah, you know what I mean? Just a lot of flash and not enough substance. And the flash is stuff like, the Tasmanian Devil is in this uh, issue. Uh, the the backup is a lot better, actually. Drawn by Jeff Lemire, written by Jeff Lemire. It's uh, Peacemaker, who was an old Charlton hero that got bought up along with a bunch of other Charlton heroes like Blue Devil and The Question uh, in the nineteen late 1970s, early 1980s by DC Comics. And he hasn't really been, he hasn't shown up in quite a while, as far as I know. Uh, and this backup has been cool. It's been sort of like going through his story, explaining how he, you know, a man that loves peace so much, he's willing to kill for it, which is always his tagline, uh, how he came to this point. And it seems like this story is going to dovetail with the main story that's happening with the Inferior Five. Uh, my impression is that Inferior Five is kind of standing in place until that moment can happen. And that is sort of a bummer. Uh, you know, it just means that, like, you're just getting a lot of yakety yak. Don't talk back. But anyway, uh, so what would I say? You know, Keith Giffen's art really has this new, newer style that's very loose. It seems very much like Jack Kirby uh, type drawing, even though Kirby never drew the Inferior Five. But it's more. It seems closer to Jack Kirby's style than uh, his other stuff. I don't love it, but it does the job. And as far in terms of plotting. It's totally readable. There's no real confusing transitions. But it's, uh, you know, it's just sort of a story that seems to be already running on fumes and we're halfway through. So uh, it doesn't really bode well for the rest of it. I think I would give this probably a 6 out of 10. Um, little nudge up because the Peacemaker seems interesting. But, uh, you know, the, we have to see more details come out of this before I can really determine whether this is a worthwhile story or whether it's a bunch of hooey. So anyway, that's it for me this week, this segment, probably this month. I'm not sure if I'm going to pick up any of Jeremy's other books. Maybe I will as the months go on, but I will be back for the next issue of this. And uh, who knows what else I'll be doing for the weird science folks. So until next time, folks, take care of yourselves and each other.
things are going well. Jim rings the bell. Fuck you! Jim rings the bell. Fuck you! Eric Shea's reviews are all the bomb. Eric's the bomb. Fuck you! And if Shea's recaps are read without a single misstep, ring the bell. Fuck you! Eric, there's a little remix. I, I would like to call that the there? the uh, sun is rising remix is what I would All call right. that. The sun is rising. I, I don't like remixes. They always center on like one line or like the, the chorus itself that goes on and on over and over and over. Right? Just like that. But we have two more books to end this podcast. Uh, and they're both yours. As that song suggested, I don't have Usually to you play it when they're all yours. Well, that's true. I just like the song. That's <laughs> what it is. But here we go. And I even thought, well, maybe we'll put Batman at the end. We'll put Deathstroke at it. No, no, no. I want to be able to play no. that song legit is what I wanted to do. So I ended up putting them there. And it seems to make sense anyway, the way things are going. Because we do have two of your books to end here, uh, Deathstroke and Young Justice. But we're going to start with Deathstroke. Eric, give us the stats. Deathstroke number 49, written by Christopher Priest with art by Fernando Pazrin, Eau Claire, Albert, Vicente, Sifuentes, Jeremy Cox, and Sweet Willie Schubert. It's the penultimate issue of our Deathstroke series, and in it, Jericho takes on his evil father, who believes that the new power that Jericho has belongs to him rightfully. On top of all that, we have this, we see the beginnings of a victory lap as the series winds down, and by the end of the issue, we see that in the end, it will be Slade versus Slade, and there can only be only one. Yes. I wish it was Slade versus Quiet Riot is what I'd like because Quiet Riot did a lot of their songs that became more popular, at least in the States, Eric, than a Slade. Did. You're a Quiet Would you Riot like fan? that? Slade versus Quiet Riot. I didn't mind Quiet Riot. They, they were okay. I liked them. Yeah, yeah, they were okay. They weren't my favorite. I don't know why I they actually, got to verse each other when you can just enjoy them both at the same time. Yeah, Slade was a, a lot different than A Quiet Riot. Slade, they had a lot of scarves and things jumping around, hooting and That's hollering with their accents Pretty cool way to keep your stuff. neck warm. It is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, and, and really, actually, if you were Slade, you probably did enjoy Quiet Riot a bit because when you ended up having Quiet Riot hit, yeah, people then took attention and then Slade had a couple hits in the U.S. after that as well. So it all worked out for everyone, right? And then they were also getting the money for such did. things as come on, feel the noise, Eric. Um, but we're here to talk about this book, not noise. Slade versus <laughs> Quiet Riot. Uh, and I wish that that wasn't the case because I'm not a big fan of either of these. You like one better than the other. Um, but yeah. it just ends up that it, this Deathstroke in my mind, you're, you're going to the, this is the penultimate. You're going to the number 50 oversized, double size, who knows? Big old battle. Whatever the case, the big old for deal all the marbles. at the end. For all the marbles. That's only just going to end up resetting the idea that there's Slade. He's a badass. He's going to go do this. Hey, kids, I may talk to you down the line. Smell you later for now. Daddy I mean, loves you, but I go be about it the wrong reset. way. So and long. I, smell and, you later. And so because of that, I, I actually changed my mind a little as I was saying that because I'm thinking to myself, why out of nowhere is Priest? And and if you really want to have a good time, look up Christopher Priest's uh, musical career because he did have one in the early 80s. And it's pretty good in my mind. And it, it was funny to think of that. But besides that, you end up where he's going to have to do this last issue. He is going to be somewhat i would believe mandated what he's going to end up leaving the character or else you're going to have all yeah. these people just end up killing you, you can't everybody can't be keith giffen here 
You, you end up having to have somebody, you know, get things right and put the pieces back. So maybe what this is, is in a weird way, this is the, hey, everybody, before this next issue that really is going to be by the numbers, which I don't think it'll be fully, but maybe it's a, he's like, let's go back and look at all the cool things I did before we go. Because some of these things, I don't know you need to have a recap like this to set up the final issue. When you do think well, even the final that issues- whole thing, when I got into this issue to review after Tuesday on the site, I'm looking at this because Priest, we don't have a lot of flashbacks in this entire Deathstroke run. So what I'm we saying, have are callbacks yeah. where we have an editor's note editor's that tells note. us to go back and read 30 issues ago to talk, uh, check out what and he's he talking about. So the against idea that, those. He, I that ended we up have talking to four Alex pages yeah. of flashbacks. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what's, what's, what's happening do. here? Like, are, are we uh, running out of story here till the end? And this is the thing is you don't what, what do you need to set up for a final issue? I mean, this is not a jumping on point. This Let is us remember Hosan and how much we yeah, love that character this for isn't two pages. Something that All you right. could ever think in your mind is a jumping on point that you need to catch people up. If they're gonna <laughs> just end the up- idea. Here's here's Jericho, our one of our main characters of the series. It's a penultimate issue. Let me spend two pages telling you about who old Jericho is and yeah. how he's had some problems. I he wants understand. to be a hero, but is what is a villain and what is a hero and what does one have to do to become one or the other? And like the whole like the, the the morality tale within you know Jericho's mind of everything he's done because he has done some fucked yeah. up shit throughout this, but you know he wants to be a hero overall. So like we're really wrestling with this. Let me tell you about old Jericho in the second to last yeah. issue. I'm like it's a weird time. And and again, this whole series was kind of hinged around the idea of. Who's a hero? Who's a villain? And can you change? Can you end up changing? And do people accept that change? That, that's a pretty cool deal. Throughout this, like it ended it. up, but it ended up going very long. No, it doesn't seem like people can <laughs> end up accepting it. But with this all going on, you also set up like this crazy idea that Jericho. You even said before we recorded that Jericho is like a Doctor Manhattan almost. He's pulling people out of multiverses. He's doing all this. That oh, is also the something now. that this is also something that if you have that, you can kind of blink. And reset some things as well uh, Being almost like you're like The the uh, DC's version Of Mephisto or you're going to end up Having this idea where people forget That you were ever a, a hero Whatever I don't know but what I'm saying is It's very odd because I did talk to Alex Antone the editor on this And I said boy you should get paid by the editor's Note I mean really there are issues Where there are 500 editor's Notes and he did oh, tell yeah. me that at points Christopher Priest doesn't even like those He wants you to have to remember on your own He is a guy who wants to make you Work for your deal And he wants to, you know, and that's also the thing too He wants you to end up I believe the way he tells a story I do think that sometimes he wants you to forget Some things a little So that when he comes back with it then you're like, holy crap, like this guy's a genius. I even forgot about that. So these editor's notes flashbacks do not play well in his type of story where he is trying to dupe you a lot of times throughout this whole run. If you keep flashing back and keep editor's notes, it does end up revealing some things that I don't think he wants to. So in this issue, we have the most recap, actual page recap in this one issue than we had the whole series. And so with that, you're like, why? Why out of nowhere? Because if this was, say, Batman. Let's remember who's Well, you ended up having Batman and Tom King saying there's going to be a generational change by the time I'm done. That may lead some people to say, well, I didn't buy any of his stupid issues since the wedding, but I might have to get that last issue to see this, quote, generational change. I've never heard anything that's going to happen next time in, in the Deathstroke 50. Also, the idea, it's Deathstroke. 
I don't think people are going to jump on. And this isn't even then. This is the penultimate. Why do this? I guess, I don't know. Is this his victory lap? I'm like telling I you, said. we have a lot of stuff to really play with at this point because not only do we have four pages of, you know, recap dealing with Jericho and who he is, even the story, like the, the last couple issues that led into this whole thing and what got us here, but then the whole, like, remembrance of Hosan. But, uh, in the whole thing where we have a recap of how Rose got away at the end of last issue when her and Terrence were confronted yeah. at Terrence's apartment by the evil slave from another universe, we have this whole bit where, like, you know, he goes to strike her with his Promethean sword and she blocks, like, how could you do that? Like this, inter- like Intertron, Dad, a metal that won't be invented for a yeah. hundred years. You travel to the future to steal the sword, then you put it in the past. I'm like, wow, we are really talking a lot about this Intertron sword yeah, for this character because, that, like, you know. And <laughs> I think that anybody who's reading this now, it's pretty, you know, embedded in with this whole run. You're not just going to, you know, so it's like one of those where you are anything that does happen, you're throwing out. Now, again, a son and end up with uh, Terrence. These are loose ends that are now getting pushed aside. Like yeah. you want to end up where Rose and Jericho, when and if they get out of this book, they don't have entanglements so that they can end up in any other book in any other way. So you're going to get rid. So there right away, you see, as this has been going on the last couple issues, you are thinning out the things to end up with the core characters at the end. And yeah, the big thing is there's two, Even you know, Adelaide's husband, Barry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So it's all crazy. And so you're ending up because of the idea. And I just think that they're like, well, we do have this 5G. It's opening up. the. It's not a full reboot. It's opening up the timelines. And this is part of it. So we just have to get rid of them organically. You can't just say, like, oh, you know, it'll be rebooted like, down the line. Where That'll be a while. So Ter- let's just get rid of them. Terrence survived, but I don't think that now that Jericho has no, come to out. the census for the most part, like he's going to be sticking with the guy that gave him the brain whammy that almost got him killed because no, he leaves his saying. apartment you're, when Assassin showed up. So. Terrence. Terrence is gone. But Her son's gone. gone. Freaking yeah. Adeline's husband Barry's gone. Like <laughs> all these people the, that you don't care about. Here's the great about, thing gone. about it: whose son? He's such a dummy, and he ain't getting ever going to get better than Rose. He would not leave. You have to kill him to get him out of the picture. <laughs> Terrence, he's a smart enough guy. He's like. You mind control me, asshole. I'm out. And you kind of even get that as you see the flashback of the deal. He's out. And and really, he did have self-esteem. He was leaving. And then Jericho wouldn't let him. So I don't think that that's going to allow him to say, oh, you know what? It's almost like, you know, oh, you punched me three times that time, not five. He must love me. And then so he's he's gone. So, yeah. But it was... He would. He ends up even when you're showing this. I forgot. And again, I got some chuckles. It was great when he was hiding out in the doghouse. That was hilarious. But why now? <laughs> Your dad you wants know, to why kill now? me. And, and it was one of those where it was a cool thing throughout the deal. It's like one of those quick, like in memoriam at the Oscars, something yeah. like that. When you just have the quick black and yeah, white really. like photos as they go by and stuff like that. Ho ho, son. We and hardly I, knew you. I, okay, let's move on. It was a cool thing, but really, even when you see these flashbacks and things like that. It did kind of get forced. The rose falling for him was a little forced, though. I could go with it because I liked him anyway. He was funny, uh, you know, and he was just dedicated to her. But they did kind of force that. And I'm telling you, it's not as bad, but it's close to being like a Kendra Martian Manhunter even because it didn't make sense. And he never really got a lot of those moments. But seeing that, I'm like, oh, man, you are goofy. You ended up having – we had some fun. Uh, with you, she I'm made waiting him laugh, for. Jim. Do you think? I mean, that, he made her laugh. Yeah, well, I mean, you make me laugh. You, you end up. That's all that matters. Do you matters. end up thinking that at the end we're going to get uh, Power Girl come out too? Like uh, we'll get no, all of I'm the loose ends. 
That out of everything that we could ever deal with in this series, all I want is Tanya Spears to come yeah, out with Tanya you over Spears the Tanya Spears Power about. Girl. Yeah, I would love it. That we're both it, trapped. I'm there. telling you, I would love it if, if it does because you do end up showing this power to really, you know, make me fall in love, but also change the universe and and manipulate things. That you could bring her back to the point where she doesn't even end up in that life anymore she's kind of reset you know see her walking down the street or but something. i want tanya spears to be yeah, power girl i don't we're never gonna get that again she's not coming back is that so if you're gonna get she's her coming you're back, gonna, Jim. if you're gonna get her coming back you better just hope that she just comes back first not just power girl because then you get people confused again even though we really don't get regular power girl either but so you have all this going down and the actual issue to me it really ends up meaningless or not meaningless, but it just feels like everything else is just tacked on to stall with these flashbacks because you want this big battle at the end, but you got to get to them facing off. So you kind of get a way to do that. It ends up in space, then falling from space. I'm like, all right, it's okay. I just didn't love it. I, I, don't I, know. Just... I don't mind the whole thing because Slade is looking for Joey this whole time because he wants the power that Lex Luthor gave him because he believes it really belongs to him. I don't know how he knows so... that, though. Did it ever spell out why he would know that Jericho was given the power that was supposed to be his? Because he just shows up and says, I want what's mine. But the whole idea he was of told this in my he mind. Was, he was told about it at one point and then went into – I don't know how he got to the freaking – like that that big old Hall of Doom yeah, where he had I'm the, just, the holographic that, legion yeah, remember there. remember when he went there? The, the problem yeah, yeah. with it though is that made sense for the multiversal one but not him coming back because he hasn't been a bad guy. So I don't know that he would necessarily No, no, no. That's, that Slade doesn't want it. This, the, yeah, the evil Slade from the other multiverse wants it. I think they both wanting it at, at points. I don't know. It just – I just – ended up just sitting there and, and I just didn't really get into it. And the fact, again, how did he find out about it? Maybe he knew from being, I don't know, multiversal. Like you said, is, he ended I up getting know, there. I, I want to know more about this evil slave because we talked about what we thought it could be the idea of a pre flashpoint slave brought in here. Like, but he, like things got, didn't really work out that way. But in this one, we find out that Jericho using the new godlike power that he has from Lex Luthor subconsciously actually brought the slave out with all the thoughts of his father when he was fighting Rose before when he tried to whammy her, actually brought him into this world. And I want to know, like, besides for these using the big old term multiversal, I want to know what Earth it was. I want to know more about the slave, what, like, Man. you know, his world was like. Hopefully it wasn't Earth 19 because because he got nothing to go back to now. But mm-hmm. I just want to know more about this whole thing, because I do like him going to Adeline, because he wants this power. Call Joey. Call your son. I want him here now. And the idea that he's already killed Barry. Wintergreen shows up to freaking take him out from stopping to hurt Adeline. And like, all right, we got Wintergreen back here. And even this whole thing, because he thinks that Wintergreen is dead, like, you know, if the pre-Flashpoint, if that was the case. Man, that's, because yeah. I, I like that aspect. You know, Wintergreen is the Slade's, you know, moral compass, and this winter, this uh, Slade hasn't had a winter green in a long time, apparently, because he has gone bonkers. But ultimately, it does wind up in space, where Jericho does come down, grab a hold of him, and say, "Look, Pop, I don't want to have to do it. I'm a good guy. I want to be a good guy, at least, but." I kind of have to end you. And for the things I've done as well, I'm going to end myself too. But it is a whole big ruse because I do like this Jericho. This whole thing with the power, you can do a lot of cool stuff with it, but you know it's going to end by the end of the next issue to finish out the finale because you can't keep a Jericho with this kind of like power level. But we think, uh, we think that like, you know, Joey is just going to let him die there and he's going to kill himself. And like this slate is like, 
he is the biggest piece of shit. Like you've seen Slade be a piece of shit throughout the series. This more evil Slade's like, all right, you dumb bastard. I thought, you know, you might've been like, you know, a little bit more than just a daddy's boy who wanted to hug. He goes and puts on his costume. He has a whole thing that like, you know, comes around him almost like an Iron Man armor. Yeah, so he can survive. Lighter. Yeah. And I'm like, I really like this little thing about this, like this lighter that can actually activate this whole thing. I'm, like, I'm I, sure I that that's a callback. I think it's a callback. Yeah, I, I don't, I, Okay. I wasn't interested at all. I'm telling you, by this point, I, I'm pretty much done. I, I just, this whole deal with this multiversal deal and stuff and another timeline and things, I just, it just to me, it's just thrown in here just to have a cool battle at the end. And it's just the idea that we get flashbacks and stuff like that. I would have liked more to see where this, you know, little vignettes of him in this other world, or at least spell it out. And yeah, tell like us what, what deal it. it is, but I don't think we're going to find that out. I don't think in one issue. No, now that he just used that, that to like, you know, quote, multiverse, I'm like, all right, you're not going to spell shit out going yeah, forward. That's, yeah. You're and, done and with again, this whole thing. Time to move on. I just think it's, you know, pre-Flashpoint. They're just going with an idea of a of Slade who ended up not caring about his well, that, kids, didn't The stuff care. that he talked about, though, doesn't line up with what, what pre-Flashpoint yeah. would have had as well, though. Yeah, I, I just I think that it's just all through. Maybe it's a combination of everything. I don't know. Uh, but uh, nobody's reading this book anymore. The sales are way back, you know, down again since the Batman deal uh, ended. And it just ends up where you have Christopher Priest who, you know, writes a book and ends up trying to be the smartest guy in the room. And now it seems like it's a bunch of hooey in my mind. This whole idea of this, just throw it out there. He's a guy who likes to explain why a flash can't run on the outside of the, you know, of a spaceship, but yet we're just getting multiversal, you know, slayed. And I think that it's, it's pretty hokey to do that, especially a guy who likes to explain things, but maybe we'll find out the next issue, you know, what's going on with them and, and stuff like that. But like you said, you end up with people dead because they have to be, you end up with, you know, all this stuff going on. Also the idea, there is that deal too. What ends up happening when you end up, you know, where Slade, he is bleeding out and, you know, is he going to end up ending up dying? And it did seem like that wasn't even from him. I it, Was that something that is the idea that the other Slade ended up having something happen to him? And then that's because of this and that and the other thing. I, what are you talking I just about? didn't get the deal at the one point where out of nowhere, I guess it was just that he was covered. But Adeline's like, oh, man, you just started bleeding. And he's like, huh? No, oh, that's when he was stabbed by the Intertron sword. I know. That it Rose just had. seemed like why just bring that up then? This is what I'm saying. Like we already knew that, and then she just goes, "Oh man, looks like you're bleeding." And he's like, "Oh yeah." And it just goes on. I I know that it was him, but if if that was such a big thing, then why why bring it up unless he's dying? I just I'm telling you, I I just I didn't like it. I, I but coming like back down from this. space, we we find out that this whole this there's a protoplasmic decoy of Joey this whole time to actually see what the Slade would do. This to really screw him over by the end because, like you know, this ultimate sacrifice that Joey's willing to make. This evil Slade just talks shit about him until he finds out. Oh no, <laughs> this kid I've been calling pathetic this whole time. It actually isn't him. It's a, a protoplasmic ruse for him to crash down into the brigand planet, only to be confronted then by the actual Slades. That's what we end the issue with Slade Wilson taking on an evil multiverse. I, I keep saying evil, but that, I only have to just yeah. try to distinguish just between, him. They're both evil pieces. Shit here, yeah. but we're gonna have Slade versus Slade going in for the fiftieth issue. Yeah. 
Now, uh, what did you give it? I ended up giving a 6.8 out of 10. I enjoyed the art in this one, and I look forward to what has set up here for the whole, all, like, all the marbles. There can be only one Slade, and I want to know where we're going to end this whole series off with, because usually most people put their toys back, and we get, like, you know, uh, reset the status quo for what we've been doing. I'm interested to see where that goes from here. Yeah, I'm not, because it's Deathstroke. I, I think this is the end of him getting his own book for a long time. So, really, you're going to end up having a reset so that he could show up in a Teen Titans or he could show up in a Batman. It's not going to be something like if you had a Green Arrow reset because you're going to get a book down the line. I, I think the it's the end of the road of him having a book. It's been silly that he's had a book this long. It really has. He sees it ends up not selling and then rebooting all the time. Now we did have 50 issues of Christopher Priest, but that comes yeah. up. I mean, this and Catwoman are, are the two books that are, it's amazing how many, you know, series they've had in the last couple of years, or at least since the new 52. And the sales are never good. And they keep trying to do different things with it. And I'm just not interested anymore in this book whatsoever. I really wouldn't. If we decided we're not even going to read the next one, I would never read it. I would never go to look to see what happened. I don't care. I've read 49 issues now, and I don't give a rat's ass about this book or the character any much anymore. And just the idea of it ending in the way, like I said, two slades, you're doing this and that. You got recap. I just think it's hokey nonsense. And I think it's just going to end with Slade like, oh, well. I guess it's back to me being the bad guys and walking away. And that's all. That's what I would guess. But I really don't care. I've lost interest in this book for months now. And this issue just with the recap and stuff, I was like, whatever. So I'm a 3.5. What's that? Out of art. And what's that? So it was odd out of nowhere to have that yeah, much flashback I'm a and three recap five. or something that I'm does just, do it. Yeah. I, I just think this is just nonsense. And I'm glad it's over. I see some people with their Twitter things of, oh, Deathstroke, you know, read Deathstroke. This one, I forget who it is. I'm like, yeah, you better quick because it's done. And I'm just not interested. It, it all seems to be a bunch of, and it's almost like the end of Grayson where I really like Grayson for a while. And then the shit started piling up on its own self and things got twisted and turned and what's going on. And that's how this book ended up being for me that I ended up not liking, you know, being duped or this coming in. It just doesn't interest me anymore. So I'm a three, five will be done and I will never look back at this again. Uh, but we'll move on to the last book. Next up, we got Young Justice number 10, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by John Timms, Nick Darrington, Gabe Altiab, Dave Stewart, and Wes Abbott. Let's head on back to Earth 3, Jim, to see our young heroes take on their evil counterparts, but mostly, we're going to get some flashbacks of the day that Ginny Hex received her great-great-granddaddy's trunk full of goodies. All in all, our heroes win the day with the Batwoman Stephanie Brown. Robin has completely made himself into Drake now, and our heroes make their way back home, where they immediately run into Naomi, of all people. You have stolen my dreams. Yes, it's, it's, you have this, and you are going to get a Jenny Hex uh, origin. It's fine. I mean, really, all of this, if if you ended up reading the Batman universe, you've kind of been told this, you get to see it here. Uh, and really all that really matters is to see the glimpse of what's in the trunk, uh, you know, what's in the box, the junk in the trunk, the junk in the trunk, but really that doesn't really matter by the end because she doesn't really use anything yet. We'll see what goes on with it. And even the thing that we use here, I have no idea. I don't know if it's because of the coloring in this whole thing, but when she is taking on the crime syndicate, I mean, like it's crime syndicate, the young fuckers of earth three as they're called. When she pulls this thing on the box, I have no idea what she does because at one point I think that she's doing like, you know, the, the Ray Palmer, like, you know, Adam belt kind of thing where she's going like shifting her size of that. But then at one point, she has multiple versions of herself. Like, I don't know what this device is. And you're talking about making a wish to it. I'm like, 
I, I just don't know. And you're not really telling me because when you look at this fucking, uh, this trunk, when it's opened up, you got some ray guns, you got freaking, you know, like, uh, flashlight, uh, flashlight, yeah. the, like the green lantern. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Like that. You got some weird stuff. The but dial. I don't the know H exactly dial, what you're like, pulling out. Yeah. You, you got a lot of things. You, you might have a little maraca there and maybe a weight that you can put on and do some curls. Uh, there and you know Jimmy's bow tie possibly we have a bunch of things Jonah's diary and the only thing that I can yeah. think of is again you end up having a girl she's got moxie you see her back in the you know back on earth before she, she was this, she ends up thwarting you know a a robbery that she walks into so yeah a she's bowling alley yeah, bowling robbery alley. it's funny too because I really think that Brian Michael Bendis missed a deal where they're like who walks into a robbery and she should have come back with who robs a bowling alley I mean really look at, look at this place it's misery I, I just want to know who walks into a bowling yeah, alley really anymore uh me and then i hurt myself and then never return is what happens but, <laughs> and then complain oh my god the time. It, it still hurts i i think i've really fucked up my wrist i should have one of those wrist guards uh but yeah so you, you have that that's fine but the the problem is is it took us till the 10th issue to get that and everything else is filler and he makes you want oh, to just a reason Brian Michael Bendis makes us want to think that this is something big, something well. You ended up, it almost seems like you ended up with this multiverse. And if you haven't been reading or you forget, the only reason they got lost in the multiverse is the whole Gem World Council or like, we don't like these people. You know, they're gonna end up screwing things up or whatever. Let's get wonky with it and sending them out like that. And they end up lost. They're trying to make their way back. And so there was this idea in my mind, I guess, with Brian Michael Bendis a certain issue that you had to get to to come back because there isn't even a great progression to lead to them coming back at the end of this issue you just end up out of nowhere oh you know what we ended up going and looking at the Ultraman's computer and he's so obsessed with your earth that he has the coordinates there off you go so you're left wondering okay yeah you end up in a with Naomi there I would think that that pretty much spells out that it should be I'm just saying the idea that we couldn't even say you know your earth who knows yeah so with that everything else when you sit there and go through this it's almost like again if you want to sit there and talk about another book that infuriate us when you get done the nightmares and batman you're left to think okay what did this do why were we doing this what did it lead to what did it set up and the only thing that you seem to want to set up in this book with them being in the multiverse is they are together in a forced way so they can become a team and you get the origins of kelly and jenny but you didn't well, really get the forced team into a team you didn't get the answers you wanted anyway and you just at the end you're just you could have done that anywhere you could add Ginny do her origin anywhere you could add kelly's origin anywhere and it ends up like this whole thing in earth three in the multiverse just ends up being filler in my mind just the idea of you're supposed to be like well, totally like the this. only thing of going to earth three where we have these characters like he even said for like luther l the superboy this whole thing how he would talk about how the name makes sense because it makes no goddamn yeah, because sense when it that, came up there would be world. no reason because he's not an L. There, there isn't yeah, the. It's, Ultraman is ill. Yeah, it's ill. It's not L. And Brian Michael have said, you'll see. It'll be brought up and you'll see exactly that why he I'm would do this see this to character. throw shade at his dad, but we never got that. In fact, he seems no. to be very All upset his was- dad's gone and wants to find him. 
It was the opposite. All we got in this whole thing was Kelly Quintana can tell his origin. Which Jeannie you could have gotten And Tim Drake. Yeah, and Drake, that's Tim Drake the only thing. Tim Drake taking on a new name. He got the Drake name We have here. no reason that's to it. be in Earth 3, though, because even when the whole thing is, we just have this fight going on that barely seems concerned because we keep just jumping into these origins. So we take up half the issue yeah. for these origins. Let's come back like, yep, we're still doing this fight. Hopefully there's other members of Young Justice will come back and help us and, out, and which they do by the end, with a character like Batwoman Stephanie Brown that makes no sense for saying yeah. that R. Stephanie Brown is evil? Yeah, because he's going opposite land. He thinks that if you have a Jenny Hex that is good, then you have to have Hex there that's bad. There's no progression. There's no thought well, put around what these characters were and weren't and how they led to it. I just don't understand. It, it just is very odd the way it's spelled out. I lost my mic there. That's why I just kept talking. Oh, I yeah. didn't know. But yeah, uh, the whole idea of it. Yeah, why? And and I don't know about you, but this is less interesting than, say, Rex Luthor and, you know, the gang. That, that at least had some cleverness to it because he was making these things. But this, you know, League of Fuckers. It's right around the you know, same line th- in my these, mind. But these fuckers, they're not interesting at all. There's nothing interesting about Amazon Thunder. We don't know anything about them. Yeah, and, and all she does is curse. There's nothing interesting about Hack or Speed no. Zone or anything. No, you barely get to see so, these other characters. We've been here too long with that. And then you also have a Stephanie Brown, Batwoman, who's there. And at, at the most interesting thing is to think, is he playing at something about our Stephanie? She's not interesting. You end up where she's like, you know, he, he Drake, he loves her. Shut up. And then at the end, she's crying. Like, really? Like, I'm not attached to any of these characters, including our team that I should love. I should love Impulse. I should be there and think that he's the greatest thing ever. I I should, if things are done well, think, oh, you know what? This Drake is a great progression of the character. Oh, Connor, I'm so glad he's back. This does not even seem. And and really, to, to have, in my mind, a little deal here. To set up a book that you end up in 10 issues to get to the 11th issue for them to even be in our world pretty much because they were taken out pretty much quickly in the beginning, you end up making it feel like an Elseworlds book right off the bat and it does not have the weight that it should because – they're just in the multiverse. They're just on Earth 3, and your Earth 3 does not seem like any seriously. other Earth 3 we've ever seen. And you just want to force the issue of a Teen Titans fighting young kids so that you're bringing back Earth young 3 Justice. out of being uh, – Earth 3 is destroyed. You're bringing that back. But you don't want to have Ultraman and his guys because they're too old and would kill them. So they have to be missing, but you never explain that. You end up all these things where everything's half-assed. Everything is not interesting, even though it should be. You see things and think to yourself, at least I do, this should be interesting. This should be things I like. And it's not. And so I do like Kelly. I do like Ginny only because – they're neat characters. They're young. And like I said, I like the characters with a little spunk and moxie and things like that, which they both seem to have. But the idea that I'm not connected to Connor, Drake, Impulse, this is a problem. I hate that Drake. This is a problem because. What about Wonder Girl, Jim? And, what and about Wonder, Wonder Girl? Girl? I'm saying most of the guy, you know, Amethyst disappeared forever. Amethyst? And then she comes back. I don't Wonder care Girl about ends her. up disappearing. There's too many characters in this to then go into the multiverse and have nonsense with this League of Fuckers deal and, and stuff like that. I just, I don't young need fuckers. this and I don't, ha- I don't want it. And so now we're finally going to be 11 issues to go back to Earth. Then they, the claim is the 12th issue is going to be the one that's going to wow us because all the questions are going to be answered. Is it too late? It. Because this book is not selling well. 
And now you're adding Naomi. And I, I talked Tom Felrath in the Slack. He's the biggest Naomi supporter of all the Get Fresh crew. Beep boop. And so he, he'll argue with me that she's great. I think that she's a good character. I do like I don't know her, anything about her. Uh, but that's the thing, though. I but I still like work. her uh, as a character that I can get behind seeing some more things. She is now becoming oversaturated. He is putting her in too many books too soon when you didn't get anything from her own series. So she's been in the super books. Now she's in the this. And it just seems that he is going to force the issue. And you keep having the craziness of having her on the cover. You know, the breakout star Naomi joins the team. You know, wh- where's the, the thing? Because I need it here. Fuck you! She doesn't join the team. She's on the cliffhanger page. Don't fucking try to fool us with this nonsense. They're, they're, you're this happens fucking, every time. You, I know. And, and people are still fooled by it. Because what I guess he wants to do is people will buy this. Because they think first appearance of Naomi in Young Justice. So then they get it. And he just have a line in this issue. Which she, yeah, for some reason, when matter. they come back and Ginny has his truck. collectible deal. And, you know it. And she's, she's floating there just glowing. Has nothing. I'm like, I don't even know why she's there. We went up in Port Oswego for no goddamn reason just because we need to have the yeah, Naomi. Just but to have her just, there. She's just floating. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know why. And, and really, and even, I mean, well, sit there. Look, look, well, at, we, look at the page when you're, when you're looking at it. Look at this idea. She is just, she has no idea who any of these things are they just show up there's a flying truck and she looks so happy like hey welcome to town she has no idea who they are and it's just like naomi joins the team breakout star then next here comes naomi i'm like really you you, you son of a bitch dr glory's not gonna like this you're gonna end up making people sick of a character that could be good just because you want to force the issue. If she's good, she's good. Wait till season two of her book so that people want her back, that people are craving for her back. By the time you do that, you're gonna end up people like her again. Like, well, didn't we have enough of her here, there? She doesn't even know her powers. We don't. She doesn't. So where are you going to get where you can organically have this character enter the DC universe and not force her way into this because you have 17 books to do it in? You know, this is like you have back in Harper Row. I mean, I don't know if Dancing Mike even knows who Naomi is, but if if he doesn't like her, you see what happens when shit gets forced because she's in everything. I, I'm surprised she just it wasn't in Leviathan. Well, she ended up talking about Leviathan in the Superbooks, but she's just everywhere. Counts, it's, yeah. it's already, yeah, it's already getting too much in my mind. It's she's not a marquee thing yet. She is something that we want to learn about and want to like. You have a young Justice team where you have heroes and and characters that people were craving to get back. That they needed to have Connor back. They wanted Impulse, and yet you have nothing for them to do. They just sit there with one-liners. They show up. You have Drake end up. You have Drake with the stupid brown uniform because it has to look like a, a fucking duck. And I just, hey, I, I'm telling I'm you. I'm going to go out of my new superhero name, Shay. Yeah. I'm telling you that that they better end up, you know, calling. I don't know what. Drake. And, and he comes duck up. Where did he make? Where did he make this uniform? Where did he get it? Where did he? Did, did Stephanie spoiler, Brown's bunker. Did Stephanie Brown make it? Uh, or the, but maybe it's an old this. costume that the Drake of this world had. Well, that's it. Well, and, and it's his last name. And yeah, like you said, I, the Batman's new nickname, Wayne. 
You know, it's just. And it's so it's weird too because that Drake of this world doesn't even look like Tim Drake here because he has got red hair and everything else. He doesn't even look like the yeah. same. Like, are, are you Tim Drake here? Or like, even though you're called Drake, is that like? Is yeah, that just? I have no idea. The, the but, and and have, again, people complain because it is a duck, and oh, it's not a duck. That's bad. But Brian Michael Bendis is playing the idea that on Earth three, it would be a bad duck because it's a good duck on Earth, and what it's a opposite bad world. Duck. Yeah. Oh my, duck off is what they say. Uh, but. It's just, I don't know. It should be fun, and I just end up reading it, and it's just a lot of nothing. And I I can't have fun with just nothing. I need something to grab onto. I need some things. I don't need little quips from Impulse. Out of nowhere, he's just there to say one or two lines that you're supposed to get a chuckle with. Uh, But really, you have the two, you know, Cassie and you end up having Connor. They do nothing. They do nothing at all in this. And so we go back to Earth. And now you got to deal with not only just the idea that we don't know why people remember Impulse and, you know, or who does and doesn't whatever so you have to deal with that and connor coming back to our regular universe there's a lot of stuff that you would have I to really deal feel with. like he thinks he already talked that connor stuff away yeah like he thinks he already told everybody about connor well i mean we'll see that he thinks that everybody knows a lot of characters next week when we get event leviathan where he thinks he's he's blowing people's minds so who knows what he <laughs> thinks people know or not i mean it's ridiculous um but yeah the art's good yeah, I could say that. Yeah, I enjoyed but, the art for the most yeah. part, but, the, but even that I had a problem with just because when she pulls that thing out and says, like, all I have to do is make a wish, and then she, like, grows and shrinks, and then it looks like there's different versions for her, like a fat version, yeah. a skinny version, yeah, a giant does. version. It looks like, like different I don't know what versions. you're doing. So yeah, I have I no idea know. what the thing is she grabbed. It just happens to, like, you know, she grabs something if out of the trunk, look, it looks and then like it a bunch something. of balls that are connected to a string. I can you can kind of make it out when she's there standing there with the different versions around her. Uh, it looks I, I can't make it out. I don't know what it is. I'm going to even magnify to see it. Yeah, it's just like a bunch of things connected. Like yeah, I don't know what it is. So I, I have no idea either. Um, but but the again, end, though, it must be something me, he thinks we know. I, I don't know. And he thinks we know a lot of stuff because he's not giving us any information in this book whatsoever every time it comes out. The best part of this issue, in my mind, was the flashback to give us the origin of Ginny Hex. But the biggest problem with that, besides for showing us, you know, feel like, you know, she's into girls, is that when when we have this character developing moment, her mother ends up just dying while telling the story about how she got the trunk and then passing it on. But ultimately, the story is Ginny uh, Hex got a trunk and we already knew that. So the origin of Ginny Hex is pretty much already known. She's, you know, the great-great-granddaughter of Jonah Hex and she's got a trunk full of weird shit that used to be his. And now that we see it, you know, in the Texas, I'm like, yeah, we didn't really do much here, but it's still the best part of this book. Yeah, and and just you would thought, like I said, you get you have a lot of weird characters that you know Amethyst is thrown in here. She's new with them, Ginny Hex, Kelly, uh, the Teen Lantern, and things like that. And then you have the you know the classics. And I wish that by the end of this, I thought, okay, we had all these issues because they needed to bond. They needed to become a team. But you never really got that. They just end up being that. There's never really a lot of this, you know, idea of trying to figure things out while you're going. It just ends up with a lot of things happening for no reason but for them to happen. And and then you end up where they're going to go back to Earth. And it's just because the, you know, Ultraman was obsessed and there they go. All right. And, and we got go, that map. Just, so now we know how to get back there. Yeah, okay. And That's how the map happened. works. Yeah. There you go. We're there. And so you end and then you have Stephanie, you know, crying at the end <laughs> because she loved the Drakes. And then uh, also. And, then, and this is a better Drake. And then Naomi. One that could have loved yeah. her back. 
yes, and then Naomi showing up when they go to Puerto Suego just because. You know, I would wonder, was Ultraman ever in Puerto Suego? Because this seems to be a direct link of what he was doing. Is it one of those things because of uh, how the multiverse has that rift open that this is like a point of origin now whenever you're traveling through the multiverse because of that tear that Star Labs is checking out? Yeah, yeah. I I would have liked to have had, you know, something clever to make it to be that. Uh, Maybe that'll be it. So we'll see. But uh, what'd you give this? I ended up giving this, even though I enjoyed the art for the most part, besides that bit where I had no idea what the hell she was using. I ended up giving a fuck you five because you! this whole Earth, this whole Earth three jaunt meant nothing. It was full of characters that weren't fought, thought through, and it just didn't do yeah. anything for any of the heroes or villains of this whole thing. Just to give us moments where, all right, none of this matters. So let's take up most of the issue with a flashback, and even this one where I liked the Jitty Hex, but ultimately she got a trunk, and I already knew that. Fuck you! Yeah, I, I'm with you. I liked Jenny Hex. I liked her in the the Batman Giant, uh, which we saw that she got the trunk there too. So if you read that, you already knew that even more. But we were told that yeah. in here. You just got to yeah. see it. And I love this this idea of, hey Ma, here's your carton of menthols. Oh no, you're coughing. Oh no, you're dead. And, you and got to the me, big C. you got the you got there. I would have been like, I don't know. I know you're a smoker, but you kind of just fell over. I think this trunk might be bad. It might be haunted. I'm out. Uh, but yeah, you, you just have the trunk and, and the big wow moment is to try to see, oh, there's the H dial. Oh, there's the flashlight lantern. Oh my goodness. Uh, but I need more from this. I, I can't end up and, and really it'll all go down to the idea of Connor is never been my Superboy, And a lot of people they'll have that, you know, I yeah. am not that connected to a wonder girl. I am not connected at all to impulse. So there you go with this idea where we would say, and I would say, especially, uh, the Super Sons book, okay, the, the story isn't the greatest, but I love the characters. These are characters I love. So I will follow them along further than I would a book that I don't care about the characters because I like them so much. Well, this is a book that I end up, you know, here are my characters in here are my reference characters. Tim Drake, Red Robin. Not Drake. I, I don't know who this is, and he's barely used like the rest of them. Connor, Impulse, Cassie, I don't have much of Let's a even in think. with He them. even dropped the Red Robin moniker for yeah, this to that's go what I'm back saying. to Robin, but now yeah. changed his name again. I'm like, what are you doing So here? that's what I'm saying. I can't even grab onto him saying, okay, because a lot of times you will have, and I, I even said Teen Titans earlier. Obviously, it's Young Justice, but usually in a book like this, though Connor and Cassie are in this with them, so it kind of throws the power structure off a little, but a lot of times Tim is the guy who you're going to center on a lot for a lot of the you know the the team leading and stuff like that he's but, the leader yeah but he doesn't really seem to want to do that much and he's missing for a lot of time so i can't even grab on to him so i can grab on to kelly or jenny but they're not going to do that much you know with the idea because they're new but i can like but i just don't have this you know, center of what I would like about this. So going in, you got to show me why I should love this book. And you're not. And some other people who love this book, I do see them saying just, I love these characters. I don't care what they're doing. I just need to see these characters. 
And I don't know how you can think you're getting enough of them here, but it's one of those that some people are super fans. They just need their characters in a book and they'll, you know, gradually, hopefully get more out of it. So I can see that, but I really don't have anything to grab onto. And now you also are adding Naomi, which throws another character in. You have an Amethyst who throughout this is just concerned because there wasn't the evil version of hers. And then you have to throw in the joke where Impulse did find out she slept in. She just wasn't around. Yeah, she's a baddie. That's all you get. Oh, was she bad? Yeah, she was okay, but I took care of it. So a lot of the things... There's no reason to have an evil amethyst anyway. there isn't. There isn't. They wouldn't be on an Earth. She isn't on our Earth. She's like kind of in her no, she, own she, gem I'm world. Though. She's on our Earth. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but she's in gem world. world. This is you know Agreed. that is its own thing. Up, so there shouldn't be. That's what I'm right. saying. It's her own thing. So just having that is very odd. And though you could have that if there's a reason for it. If it was the you know amethyst without going off the gem world as the girl and then she got pissed off and became this but nothing is thought out it's one of those things where we said sometimes people like an alan moore and a grant morrison supposedly go way over the top with having everything make sense and you have to have if one person shows up for a panel they have a whole history in a notebook that they have down but if you're going to deal with a multiverse like this and you're going to deal with an earth three that has specific rules that if you follow them, you can come up with some really cool things just to have opposite world, bad, good. That's it. That's surface level nonsense, which you can have fun with, not for this amount of time. You can't have this goofy fun for this many issues and expect to be taken seriously, but a lot of people do. But I'm going with the fuck you five as well. Fuck I'm going to go with that just because I wanted to do that a couple more fuck times. Uh, but yeah, the art's really good, though. I, I do yeah, like the art. Right. But, you know, it's just the story just ends up being the side thing that you might as well have this be just a little bit more mature Teen Titans go. It just seems like a thing where it's like, eh, just have some fun and go with it. But you're trying to make it mean something, but not. So it ends up throwing me off. But what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Justice League. What is that, number 35 this yeah, week? so is mine. Yeah, 35. Mine's uh, Justice League 35 as well. Uh, but, I, you know, maybe next week I already read a couple books, and I'll tell you, there's a couple that I like, Eric. It's amazing. I'm telling you, you, you get there. It's that my dreams might be back. I should be back in school. Just like being back in school. I just, we didn't have a lot of Greta tonight. But here are the books that we'll be talking about. Two of these will be on the Patreon as Patreon only spotlights, as picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't make any goddamn sense. That is a keeper. I had that for Jericho. We said it looked like the Crypt Keeper, but we never said it in the review. So I had to put that at some point. You don't realize that you you're not to. allowed with our software. No, if you put it in the, the docket here and you don't use it, they end up charging us $5 extra. If you at don't the end use of the month. it, you lose it? Yeah. You, no, if you don't lose it you, or use it, you pay for it because of the idea that it is taking up space. And, and that, Eric, is I what I like to software. call a hot take hot take eric (laughs) see i had that ready thought you were gonna have some hot takes but the badasses will pick two of these books i wonder which i kind of know i think but it's batman the outsiders number seven catwoman number 17 i think we'll be back to talking about that on the podcast because these are i don't know if you saw next week they are the big 
like year of the villain books where they oh, end up spelling out like year of the villain and then a big cat woman across the top or a, a big racial ghoul across you, you'll see detective so the comics matter. Matter, these are the ones that matter well, be, like i told you before it no it all led to this big thing these are the big ones because before it would just say you know doom rising nonsense this actually spells it out on there who the villain is so you can get excited Detective Comics number 1015. Mr. Freeze, Eric. Mrs. Says. Freeze, and maybe Jim. Mi- Mrs. Freeze is maybe. I-, I don't know that I looked at that specifically to see exactly what it said. Event Leviathan number six that ends it with the big reveal. That's going to blow begin. people's minds, Eric. They're going to blow minds with this. I-, I hope it's. I hope it's an ending. Far Sector number one is is a book that's coming out that isn't exactly in the uh, proper universe. I believe that I'm going to review it and possibly talk about it on the podcast by myself. Oh, am I lonesome? Because we were talking, there's words that, you know, that the Far Sector Green Lantern that it's based on might be the 5G Lantern. So I think, you know, one of us should kind of keep up with it and see what's going down. And I looked at it, it looks great. It's actually Jamal Campbell who did the Naomi art. And if you like the Naomi art, you'll get to see in this what he can do when something's actually going on, Eric. Uh, You know, you you know what I'm saying, right? Things are going Uh, on. We also have... Well, there's action going on, not just people sitting around talking. Uh, there's actually, you know, things going down. Just like right see, now. Uh, some good art. Yeah, it's going down all right. Gotham City Monsters number three. Who knows where that's going to show up? Podcast site. I don't know. It may not. Harley Quinn Poison Ivy number three. We like that book. So sure do. Continues that. A little Mad Hatter action going on. Hawkman number 18. A little infected deal. We'll see how that turns out. Sky terrors. I always yeah. got sky tyrant. Yeah. Sky tyrant. Sky tyrant. I, you, I keep, like that every Eric time Burton I think song? About, every time I think about sky tyrant, I originally say sky tread in my mind. I'm like, no, that's a transformer. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Do you know the song Sky Pilot by Eric Burton? Yes. Uh, yes that, I do. that might be just, that might be actually too easy a parody <laughs> to do, but that's a we'll gimme. see, Eric. We will see uh, because my voice is destroyed. We also have Justice League Odyssey number 15. Uh-huh. Uh, Jimmy Boy's going to have to do a little catching up if that ends up being on anything because I, I just want to let you know that's winning the poll right now because I was stupid and put it on there. But yeah, that yeah. is the one winning the poll. But we should catch up with that as well. Superman number 17. Uh, by the cover, you think that it's going to be the issue where Superman reveals his identity. The truth? Yeah. The next one. Yeah. The next one is... Blackest Night, you end up having the, you know, Dark Multiverse deal, uh, Blackest Night, number one. That's a pretty cool deal. Uh, and I, I don't know that that I, I ended up doing the poll different. I ended up doing what you said to do. And I think I missed some because I wasn't used to. It. I'll have to say uh, we also have the Batman. I told Grave, you to do it right. Two. You didn't do my what I said. No, I ended up trying to do what you said. Didn't go to Fresh Comics and it's completely screwed me. Uh, they <laughs> didn't tried. even list some of the things. Do what I you're not doing and telling you i ended up doing this and it didn't work out i know it didn't because i had to revert back to my deal to do the indie spotlight deal because it didn't have anything listed uh batman's grave number two the wait wait, wait. what did i tell you to do you told me well you told me to just go to the sites and yeah, i yeah. tried to do that yeah with the indie there's no possible way i could do that i, I tried don't care about the indie. it didn't work out well, obviously, I, I know you do. Uh, they, they end up with Batman's Tell Grave number two will, will reveal the idea of whether the guy under the floorboards was dead 
He's alive. alive, Eric. You said he was alive. I said he was dead. Larry fine-looking motherfucker. Who is right, Eric? I won't tell you because that would be a spoiler, but I will tell you this. You have stolen my dreams. You have stolen my dreams, Eric. There's a wink-wink to see which one it was. Uh, The Flash number 82. That says, Captain Cold and the Rogues on the top, Eric. Oh, goodness. And then you have Wonder Woman 82. Cheetah on the top. So uh, you have to see it. You'll laugh when you see them. Just the idea of all of a sudden it's like, hey, everybody, these are important. I, I We just want to tell you who's in the book. So you buy them. It's about time they got uh, important. But that's it. Eric, that guy's alive underneath the floorboards. I, I just – And it's alive. And, really the, and, and that'll be in the – That'll be in the previews because it's the first couple of pages. So it's not really a spoiler. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. Of course, see, the guy was, you know, Batman and that was kind of giving voices to dead things. This guy's under the floorboards. Who t- who t- nailed them down? I don't understand. We'll to find out. I just don't understand. Uh, or I, <laughs> we might. I don't know. We're going to find out a lot of things next week. And a lot of things are, we're going to find out aren't, aren't so great. Uh, so we'll see. But. Uh, well, well, everybody you're telling me how you like just, next week's books. You read a few. No, I said a couple books. Uh-huh. I, I do like a couple. I only looked at like three, but I like oh, two that, of them. That's good odds, right there. Yeah, well, the third is a big one that might be called an event. I don't know. Is an <laughs> event just because that. you say it? I mean, if it's in the title, does that make it be? If we say it, they'll come because I saw the numbers. He ain't coming. They might have glassy eyes, Eric. They ain't coming. But what yeah. do we say at the end? That before that, if you do want to hear those two books, go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, and we'll have a bunch of other things, including some things from last week. Last week, obviously, was a Patreon-only podcast, so we had that, but we ended up continuing some of the books from last week. Me and Reggie just did the Hellblazer uh, Constantine book. We ended up, but we're going to put that up today on the patreon deal and a couple other things catching up and stuff like that but every week we have that two book uh you know spotlight that is uh pretty good right i i'd say it's pretty i, good. I don't it. like to brag or anything but we we have so we're about that indie that. podcast yeah that one's off the rails <laughs> i mean really that, that ends up with it's just it's nonsense and i'm telling you the book's coming out next week again i'm looking at these things i'm like oh my Where's these the there's there's like Where's one. Well, here's the thing. I think that finally people are getting the idea that, you know, we want some fun. And the book that seems to be winning, <laughs> it's fun. You are going to hate it. You're good, really going to sit there and say, why the fuck would you put that on the poll? I just want fun, Eric. That's all I want, like Cindy Lauper. That's all I need and want. But that's the end. What do we say at the end of the podcast? Everyone have a great week. Week. Give it weird. Weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven.